Okay. So this is this is tea time number five. Um, it is three forty six September eighteenth, twenty twenty two. Today with me, I have uh, Joseph Duranitz. Hi. Uh, why don't you go introduce yourself, give yourself a brief um, bio, I guess. A brief bio? Spiel, fun fact about yourself, whatever um, you want. I don't know. I'm 29, freshly. Oh, happy, happy birthday. birthday. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> This is the 16th. Um, but yeah, I'm a student at UCF, grad student. Been that way a while. Work in the same labs, mm-hmm. Eric. It's good times. Okay. I don't know what else to say, but <laughs> so you crash, you crash your car, or your car was crashed. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. So I, I guess for our, the the context of our listeners, we were talking about car crashes that we've been in, and so yeah, the, the first one it was really minor, it was a couple of years ago, not a big deal. The other one I got into, and this is I was seventeen at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, I was driving just like through a green light, my green light, and your- a car that was turning left, like from the other lane like basically turned left into me mm-hmm. and so i t-boned the guy because they'd like pulled their car right in front of me at a slow speed as i'm going 45 miles an hour yeah. straight through a green light and so yeah i t-boned him and yeah totaled both of the cars okay but that, that was a long time ago and both of them were very very obviously not my fault so that was that was the other thing we're, we're, we're comparing yes our, our accident stories and the string of accidents you've been in They've been some of my fault. Mostly some your fault. Mostly mm-hmm. my fault. Well, it's, I'm glad they've been like minor like fender benders for like the past two, but like I'm definitely because I speed, sure. or like allegedly I speed. Allegedly, allegedly not I mean, an, an admission, but I think <laughs> the majority of Floridians speed. That's what I'm saying. I think most people speed is it's just the degree like their ability to know what's safe. Yeah, the the distance is something that is. It's it's something to learn. How far to stay back when? Because you can tell when the guy in front of you is not going to be slowing well, down. That's the thing, though. All of the accidents you've been aren't at these like, oh, I was going too fast and I didn't see and reaction time. No, you're, you're just like in a parking lot. Well, so my backing out and the, I didn't check. The Miata was oh, I was okay. going too fast because yeah. that was it was raining out and I was in the fast lane and I was you know behind this guy and I saw like water shoot up in front of me like a couple cars ahead and I realized there's a giant puddle. So I start slowing down, but not enough. Mm. And, you know, we end up going through it, and you're basically, like, the windshield's covered with water. So you can just see, like, taillights in front of you. Okay. And, like, I'm trying to slow down. The guy's trying to slow down. And we both pull sort of left of the left lane. Mm. And then I just end up, you know, the brakes don't work hydroplane into his rear bumper. All right. And that just, that that bent the frame on the Miata. Total bit. Yeah. End of it end of a beautiful car <laughs> end of an era yes end of an era <laughs> and so now i have like a fear of not a fear of rain but like no I, it's, it's reasonable aware. like you're you're aware of the, like, like that's what you're supposed to know right yeah. it's dangerous potentially it's right? like i underestimated it severely mm. like i think that's that might be something because like you know how i4 is like quote unquote the most dangerous road in america i don't know about that that's that's what has been told, you know. At least that's that, a going that's rumor. That's what they say here, sure. And I think that's because of one, because people don't know how to drive in the rain, and because Florida roads are like they beckon you to go faster because they're all straight. Yeah, I, I agree with that. And flat, and yeah, it's like okay, lots of straight and flat. And the cops no are down. relaxed because they're Depends like on where you are. But yeah, well, like yeah, but you know, near Disney, they don't want to ruin people's getaway. Vacation. So 
Sure. So it's like everybody's on there, and Florida drivers are kind of assholes. But like, uh, I think drivers in general are assholes. Yeah. Like I've never I'm some places more than others. Mm. It's definitely true though. Like, like if you're rural, it's fine. No, no, like there there are like local like state differences. Like driving in Hawaii is so easy, despite the fact that there's lots of hills and there's mountains and parking is always a nightmare because there's never anywhere to put your car mm. but the like the physical act of like navigating traffic is a lot easier than like what you would think for given the fact that it's still a crowded city why because everyone's nicer everybody's nice with everyone is legitimately nicer i mean th- there's still always going to be a few assholes but like i mean isn't there like an increased crime rate in hawaii compared to the rest of the u.s what do you mean by crime? It, I, maybe certain kinds of crime. I don't I, like the, to me the crime. Just all crime. I'm pretty more, I, more thefts, more murders, more. I don't remember if it was violent crime or non-violent crime that was higher. Uh, like I, I could see like property crime being higher, like stealing from tourists or something. I don't know. That's what like I. It's hard to assess. Like have that as a metric of cultural niceness, right? Yeah. Like. Hey, there's sort of like yeah they, they say like aloha spirit is just kind of what what happens there like you let you let people go through you like mm-hmm. it's it's not a i don't know that maybe there it's it's more laid back yeah compared to other cities or more populous like areas where everyone's in a rush everyone's trying to you know get through traffic so they can do whatever they're doing after there's a lot less need to like focus in on I don't know. It's less stressful because of that. Like, I wonder, because that, I, you know, debating where to live in general, right? You have the New York hustle culture. I, n- I would never live in New York. Why? Like, just too, too much? It's not for me. Like, it's just not, I don't know. Like, everyone's rude to you on purpose, and that's just the expected norm. It's like, I'll live somewhere else, thank yeah. you. Like, it, I, I don't it's, know. It's just... It's I, supposed to be lovable. It's supposed to be, but I just don't. It's like a punchline to a joke. I just don't get. It. Huh. Know. Okay. Okay. But like, so comparing that then to the Hawaiian culture, like, is a Hawaii a place? It seems like a place to raise your kids. Mm. Or like, but but you know the resources there. Like, if you are in, let's say Dallas. Right, yeah. you know, there's. I mean, I'm sure there's private schools in Hawaii. Whatever. Yeah, the, there's there's a few. But like, you know, you like go the, the one Obama went to, he went to Punahou. Oh, is he? Yeah, he's from Hawaii. He's from Hawaii. Yeah, that I always forget. <laughs> I I don't know why I think he's. There's from, a couple. There's a couple good schools, but they're they're expensive. Yeah, I mean, um, I think that's, the local the local schools aren't like the um, public schools aren't great. But I mean, public schools aren't great anywhere. In yeah, the yeah. I mean, some better than others, but. Yeah, I th- I've heard good things about like here in Orlando. Like, uh, wow, Windermere is supposed to have more money than other schools. Yeah, there's pockets. But it's, it's it's where the money is. Really. Yeah, like how good is good, you yeah. know? And then there's charter schools and there's yeah. yeah but like, I don't know what it. It's just kind of like okay, Hawaii is gonna affect how you are if you live there. So which state every, do you every want? Every place you live affects where you are. Well, I'm saying know. like you got to pick. Do you want the Hawaii brain or do you want, want the Hawaii? Do brain. you want the Florida brain? Do you want the New York brain? I, you know, honestly, the way that I did it, where like because I moved around a lot yeah. growing up, it's probably for the best. You get you get perspective of 
Like, I lived in Texas. Very different than living in Hawaii, mm-hmm. right? Is this similar to Florida, would you say, or...? In some ways. In some ways it is. It, there's a lot more... Um, rugged individualism? I, I, mm. like, I, I don't know how to... Yeah. There's a lot more like you're Texan cowboy. Well, it, it's not. Yeah, it's not just that. It's like a sort of like confidence or like a pride in independence. Mm. Like that, they they are proud of that. Okay. Where here in Florida, I think it's just more a mix of. I, I don't know. For for Florida seems less. Um, like singular in its identity to me because it's a lot of things like there's the retired people mm. there's the you know Miami. people from new england immigrants there's large hispanic population right that it's it feels a lot more multicultural even mm. though I, I mean even like it depends where in texas you go right because like where i grew up in texas was a small town mm. relatively speaking san angelo it's not on a major freeway it's relatively small town i, I would say probably a similar comparison like a suburb almost or like it's its own town well it's like its own not, town it's 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 not near anything you're not near right? da- like dallas you're no not we're not a suburb of we're, where like, are you in texas like, like it's east texas it, no no it's west texas it's like um the worst texas <laughs> the worst texas. Mm-hmm. it's like uh, an hour from abilene like two hours from san antonio um i thought san antonio of, was down south or maybe i'm i'm not too familiar with texas geography it that might be Houston, mm. I'm thinking of. Yeah, Houston, you're thinking of the south, the southeast. Okay. So, like, the the way it was always described is it's literally like the heart of Texas because it's slightly offset to the left. But anyway. Okay, but, like, you're below the top panhandle. No, yeah, we're definitely not, like, up near Lubbock. That's That'd be, like, several hours north. But I'm saying, like, in line with, like, the Texas geography, if you went, you were in the panhandle and you went down to, like, the middle of texas that's sort of the where you are yeah, yeah more, more so that i'm not like way out in the the like the desert well, it's it's kind of like step land at that point there's a little bit of yeah it's kind of savannah ish mm, okay but, but anyway it's it was remote yes compared to would imagine if i were to grow up in say like austin where it's a lot more like people from different places and cultures and how long did you live there um Got there when I was three, left when I was 10, 11. Okay. So, like, all of elementary school, basically. Yeah. And before. where'd you go from there? Hawaii. Okay. And yeah. which would you prefer? That's what I'm saying. Like, I like them for different reasons. Now, I, to be fair, I, I would probably like... If, if I were to live in Texas, I wouldn't want to live in, like, a small, well, like, secluded area in Texas. I'd want to live in closer to a like a city mm. um like houston austin dallas even but like it, it, i think that's just more because the other part of living in texas is or uh, that part of texas is there was a very small asian population and there was a very small jewish population of which we were i'm both mm. so it's just like <laughs> it was yeah. odd for two different reasons yeah <laughs> which is i mean it, no one no one no one's openly racist in like in the ways that i've seen it towards the the what do you call them the underrepresented minorities right Mm. i'm i'm the good minorities (laughs) but um but it it is it's sort of a there's always like a culture shock Mm -hmm. factor to it and i i I don't necessarily 
I don't know. It's not a good permanent situation. Well, I, I think it's it's definitely the heart of like, or one of the hearts of like Southern culture, which like I think gets you know it does have its negative uh, parts. We'll say the you know there is a good racist component towards Southern culture, which that's not you know not all of us Southerners are racist, of course, but like that is you know. Mm. I think racism is a bit more complicated than that, right? Like, I mean, I haven't lived anywhere out of, well, you know, you can debate whether or not Florida's the South. I think they were like the second or third to join the Confederacy, but that's like saying, you know. Depends where in Florida, right? If you're in Miami, you're not in the South, but. Yeah, (laughs) but like I can see like, you know, the like racism, I would think is more concentrated or more popular, we'll say in the South, but I haven't been to other places to where I would be able to say, oh, yeah, these people are less racist here than they are in other spots. Because, like, I feel like up north, you know, there's plenty, like, there was racism, especially, you know, like, against the different white immigrants of, like, the Italians or the Irish or whatever. And I could see it being just, like, people are racist everywhere and the South gets a bad rap for it. But Well, so, I mean, the the problem, right, is that, the, the tradition of the South is deep steep so much in the Civil War, yeah. slavery, yeah, right? all the all the civil rights battles that happened in the South, yeah, right? all the like I don't know everything from um, Brown versus Board. I think, think so. of the, the the one where they forced integration. Is that the one that was forced, or is that the one that like undid it? I don't. I don't remember which one was like. Anyway, it, it like all of. Those, I, I think Dred Scott was pro segregation, and yeah, then, and then afterward then, was board. Yeah, Brown versus board. Any anyway, like all, a lot of those things is tied to Southern culture and not necessarily a great way, right? Mm-hmm. Everything from the you know all the statues everywhere of Confederate generals and mm-hmm. like all that stuff. It is it's just like a it permeates the culture and it just leaves a bad taste in the mouth of anyone not from that culture. Yeah. Well, I also wonder if, like, it is a very easy go-to answer for things. Like, if you don't if you don't get a job, you can be like, oh, I know why. They were racist or whatever. Which, I don't, know. I don't think that's, you know, that's, oh, that's why, you know, racism doesn't exist down here. But I think that is, like, a component of it that, like, since you're here, it makes you wonder more. Like, it... it that's a question that you might not ask if you were up north. See, I don't. I don't necessarily think that's true either. Because the the thing is, at least I think nowadays, most racism is subconscious or systemic, right? Mm. In some way, like it's not overt signs that say we don't want black people in this area mm. or. Like that, they're more subvertive things. Even even like practices like you know like redlining and things like that are going away. But like the 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 cultural like the fact that despite the fact that there's absolutely no reason for schools to be segregated, they still de facto often are. Mm. At least here here in the South. Like I, I remember the school that I went to was like eighty percent black, even though like. Jacksonville is, you know, about 50-50. It just depends on which yeah. neighborhood school you went to that you ended up... Yeah, there's certain areas that are white areas. You're in the black areas, neighborhood. Or, you're in the white neighborhood. Yeah. Like, it, it's just... 
a feature of yeah it's it's a systemic thing yeah right right and and it's harder to critique that in a way that's constructive compared to something like i don't know that racist old man who refuses to hire white people or sorry refuses to hire black people for their yeah you know small business or whatever like i guess that happens too but Mm -hmm. that very rarely even even in modern times where you know if if something like that shows up then it's put on blast and oh look at this racist let's cancel him i saw something about like they sent out a bunch of resumes with like everything's exactly the same they just changed the names from like a white sounding name to like a black sounding name and they were like oh yeah yeah. and that's like subconscious right yeah no 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 one's like oh get this guy out of here no it's it's just that like in their head like they're we Maybe they're more our comfortable because they categorizes s- things that we're comfortable with and associates positive things with them, mm. regardless of whether we not to well, like we want to or not. Yeah, and that's just that's just a like how our brains try to understand the world, right? And I think a lot of understanding that is or or, or dealing with that sort of thing is like trying to break down and. I, I don't know. Like you can't, you can't just have everything the same because because like cultural groups still need to maintain their identities, right? Yeah. I I still want to be proud of being of various ethnic backgrounds, right? Yeah. I still want to celebrate the cultural things associated with those backgrounds. Mm-hmm. I still want to like. I don't know. Well, I don't even know if I'd want to do that. Like, I'd say, like, if if I ever have, like, kids at some point, would I name my kids names that are more associated with things of my culture rather than yeah. names that aren't? It, it, it's just, like, it's a consequence of these things that end up with the byproduct of the white pe- The people who tend to be white, who tend to be in places of power, tend to pick what they're more comfortable with and then that just perpetuates the yeah i guess this again we're going back into something that's more systemic right oh i'm curious like going forward because right normally in you know all other countries that aren't you know as immigrant based as we are if you will mm-hmm. like they have one main people or a couple main people you know true. like well like you know you go to china and like mm-hmm. you're not gonna get black people in China. True, but there's different cultures in China, and they don't R- get along. Right. Always. Right. Yeah. Like the Han Chinese and. Oh the, yeah, like, you know, like the, we're talking about this. Like yeah, from the Han Chinese perspective. Oh yeah, everyone is together. Yeah. Everyone shares this cultural interest. I'm like, well, do you talk to all the people you invaded? Yeah. They don't always agree, right? And, and, and so. This curious, like I guess so it can work or like maybe it doesn't work anywhere so like where you know america is not at fault or anything but i think it it, no i don't think like it faults the wrong word but like i think that is a certain challenge that we have as like america like you know we have this hodgepodge of different cultures being put together and so some of them aren't going to necessarily like other ones and it's like I think it's how do you well we we're, we're talking about this too. I think it's just a waiting game. Right? We have to wait until enough mixing has happened such that um 
Yeah, it's like the um, Dr. Seuss. The have you seen the or not seen? Read the book about the star belly sneeches. Oh, <laughs> I, I, it's ringing a bell, but it, I, I don't remember. Okay, so it the, the premise is there. There's two kinds of sneeches, right? Um, what well, the 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 sneeches that have stars on their bellies and the sneeches that don't. Mm. And all the 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 sneeches that have stars in their bellies are super prejudiced, and they only invite other star-bellied sneeches to all their social events, and they exclude the non-star-bellied sneeches from participating in social life or whatever. Mm. It's supposed to be a, like a yeah. allegory for racism, right? And so what ends up happening is this salesman comes in and he has this machine that can put stars onto sneeches. Mm. So all the, all the um, star-bellied, or all the non-starred sneeches go through this machine and they get stars on their bellies. And so, oh, hey, they say, now you can't tell the difference between the star belly sneeches and the non-star belly sneeches. So what are you going to do now, right? How, how, can we, how can you persist uh, in this, you know, racist system that you've built because you can't tell anymore, Yeah. right? And so what they do is um, they, the, the salesman, who's also kind of the bad guy in this, this whole allegory, um, then sells the star belly sneeches a device that allows them to remove stars from them. So they all decide, okay, we're going to remove our stars, and then we're going to, from that's how we'll be able to differentiate mm. between which one is which. And eventually, yeah, everyone's, you know, just switches. It, yeah, it gets, it gets super crazy. Everyone's just switching back and forth. No one knows who's who anymore or who was of what, what original race. And eventually, they all, all run out of money because the, they're the, this guy's charging them for each time they go through the machine. And then they, 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 they're just stuck at whatever they're, they're at when they're, you know, they ran out of money. Mm. And so they, they understood, like, oh, you know what? It really doesn't matter. And, you yeah. Know, we, we learned to get along we, because we can't tell the difference anymore. Like, it, it's just we've solved racism and good job. Yeah. And they all got, you know, happy ever after. But what I'm saying is, like, what, what this ties to is, like, you know, we were talking about it before. There's a whole bunch of racism versus these groups that we really don't have as much racism at least commonly. Um, yeah. So I'm talking like Italians uh, or South Southeastern Europe in general. I, 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 okay, to be fair, there's still some um, revolving around like gypsy culture and... Um, yeah, well, I like think that, that's but more but like, in Europe. Yeah, that's but, true. But like, well, I, it's but like, setting aside Corona, the, like, I don't think Irish. like Asians were as like discriminated against as like black people. Mm, there was a time like oh i mean yeah there definitely was like especially like with the railroads and stuff yeah, like that there, there was like, a, oh yeah i mean so the only country in the united states that had a specific ban on it that people could not immigrate from that country is china right the china exclusionary act it was like in the 1800s because right. they're worried about yeah i didn't the know chinese about that. coming in and stealing our jobs yes right we love that line that's <laughs> yeah, a classic stealing our jobs wait huh <laughs> But I don't. I guess so. Like maybe, uh, it just depends which racism is in vogue. Well, that, that's what I'm yeah. saying. Like over time, like I, I, more and more cultures are just falling into the fold, right? Mm -hmm. They're becoming amalgamated to whatever just you know American culture is. Mm -hmm. Like yeah, we still have specific things that are. Oh yeah, we have St. Patrick's Day, which is kind of Irish, right? We yeah. eat pizza, which is kind of italian like we just have this amalgamated culture that's kind of absorbed yeah and i 
perhaps it's optimistic for me to think that that's just going to happen to all cultures here in the United States eventually, or even this is a good thing, because at a certain extent, you you sort of lost mm-hmm. like a connection to your your um, your ancestral, you know, yeah, culture. Which maybe that's a tragedy, or maybe that's or it's like just something that's that's just a change. we're developing our own culture here in the United States, and good or bad, like it's happening. Yeah. So like maybe at some point several hundred years from now there's the, we will just have run out of cultures to be racist against because everyone will have been entered into the fold yeah. in some way or another and maybe maybe not necessarily well hmm. it's tough because it, it i don't know if it's a matter of like we'll run out like i think that it's something that kind well, of so people want well th- th- it's it's a thing that um how much of it is because at the end of the day, like, sometimes it's kind of hard to tell white people, like, yeah, obviously, like, someone who looks very Irish, you can kind of tell, but, like, versus Southern Italian, like, they tend to have slightly darker skin compared to, like, an Anglo-Saxon European Mm -hmm. person. Like, you can kind of tell the difference, but it's harder versus, like, black and white where it's very clear there's a difference and maybe maybe at some point genetically we'll also become a bit more um mixed as well Mm. and so that'll also go away we'll just be kind of brown you know tannished colored like that south park episode where everybody's looks like is like bald and tan and they all kind of look the same and they're like yeah in the future familiar with this episode it's like people coming back from the future because there's like overpopulation or something and they all they're all just like bald and tan and it's like yeah they all mix together to a point where it's a one like homogenized race that all kind of looks the same so that's the thing we'd never homogenize in that way because i still think um I don't like i figure on a timeline if especially like aliens come and we become like earth as one country or one unit and maybe we would like if you just give it enough time of intermingling like it'll well, so the, pan out well the, the, i think it's it's a right humans have done something evolutionarily that not a lot of other species have done because most of the time you get like i'm thinking like galapagos islands right where there's a there's a forced separation that happens and as a result you know genetically um the one species will kind of drift apart into different species, right? Mm. Um, where here in, in the modern world where travel is relatively easy and theoretically you can fall, um, you can have kids with people of all walks of life from any country or place. You just have to go there yeah. and find them. Like, yes, there's more mixing on a global scale that's happening that... yeah doesn't happen i mean like, yeah, maybe, the physical isolation that like probably created many of the differences yeah between there there was is, like those differences happened from physical separation yeah due and, to just the, like as the hum- human race kind of spread throughout the the world it became it it diversified right mm. and so who knows maybe one day like when we we start settling like alpha centauri or we terraform mars or whatever maybe we'll reintroduce yeah. some sort of separation again and we can be racist again but yeah i don't know yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and we can be racist again. i mean i could see like or like a martian earth divide mm. no and i think a lot of places have done like um uh, or not places a lot of like um science fiction has already kind of explored what that would kind of look like mm. like oh yeah martians because the gravity's lighter their bones would be slightly different and yeah so they would they would evolve slightly differently over time and so as a result they they would 
they would diverge from us. Yeah. And as a result, we would we would be racist towards them. They're weak. They can't <laughs> handle our gravity. They can't handle our gravity. Yeah, yeah exactly. We come and we're strong there. It's like, yeah, you want to get laid, go to Mars. All the Martian <laughs> girls love the I don't know about that. It is sort of a, a theme. but Well, I mean, that's like definitely a thing here. Or I think in countries in general, like, like if a French dude comes to America and has an accent, like that is an in. Or like if you go to a foreign country and you have an American accent, especially I think in Europe, like that gives you an advantage. I don't know. Like, I don't, it, for me, if a girl has a British accent, I'm like, okay. Like, that's hot. <laughs> that's hot. Like, you know, that in and of itself, which, like, it's not, I mean, it, it's interesting in that it's not, like, a physical attribute or something like that, but, like, just. It will, is that a male mindset, or is that. I think I think girls like like if a girl sees a French guy and he starts talking French to her or something like that like come on yeah so, they, so I'm trying to think of like where does this come from like the desire for I don't maybe it's difference. exotic well like, that's what I'm saying it's it's not just exoticism but it's like the that it's it's almost like a desire to diversify one's gene pool in some way right I it's guess. almost like a a um, like an evolutionary thing that comes from. I don't. I don't know. Part of me thinks it's like too too complicated. Like I, I wanted to just be like French. That's hot. There we go. Like, but so, or so like it's rare because like you don't see French people all over. So like you have the one French guy out of all the so, Americans. So that's the thing. Like something that is rare is not necessarily attractive, right? Like yeah. I, I think there's a whole bunch of like diseases that are super rare. That yeah, are not attractive. And, and like, yes, it, but like if you have something that's rare that is attract like okay rare that is attractive but like one guy with like white hair or something like that or like you know the whole blue eyes thing like mm. are blue eyes just objectively more attractive than brown eyes or is it just because so. they're rarer like i think most people think is, that blue eyes are more so, attractive so are you saying that that comes from our like the same reason why we like gold and diamonds and stuff just because it's rare because you can't have any is why i, I like mean it. maybe yeah I don't know. I don't know. I'd like to think it, it has some, some like genetic implication. I don't know. If we want, because I like to think that we have a desire for gold more than just rarity too. Like, well, no, because like there's a certain there's like a literal like <laughs> fitness to it. Like the the reason why certain traits, like being tall for guys mm. or you know ample sexual organs for women. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. There's a reason it, yeah. it has to do with like this perceived notion of fertility, fitness, well, ability like, to. There's certain things that are attractive in cultures that aren't. Like like certain cultures admire people who are overweight because it's like wealth, especially so, like in true. previous. But it, I mean, again, is that because their definition of fitness is different? What what I mean by fitness is not necessarily like physically fit, but yeah like ability to succeed in yeah in life i, I don't know because like i i think and i i didn't really grow up in the 90s i mean i was born in 99 so 90s kid but like you know like but from what i can tell like the skinny body type was a lot more popular than now where it's more of the hourglass figure so like it was more desirable to be to just be like super thin and like that's like why anorexia and bulimia were like you know popping age. off yeah 
Um, and I like, don't I don't know if that is that a fitness thing. I guess being thin is like healthier, you could say. Um, I mean, obviously not to the extreme, but I'm wondering like, is that saying you are more fit because you're skinny or like maybe we're just looking for, we have to change our line for fitness because we get bored. So we're like, yes, this is. I, I don't think that's necessarily you know. true either. I don't know. Like I'm thinking like the perception of fitness is a fad. In yeah. a similar way as like bell bottom jeans and well i think like i think it's not like of the fit things you know okay it's fit to be skinny we're gonna say this is the best then we're tired of skinniness so let's find another f attribute of fitness to you know highlight and to say is the most desirable so like you know, that's what I'm saying. It, it comes in cycles. Yeah, but like but at the same time, it's it's a fad, but it is a fad of fit things. So like, you know, oh, so, so certainly some things will never become a fad, right? It'll never become a fad to like certain. I don't know. I'm thinking of like asymmetry or something yeah, like there, that. Yeah, there's certain like, like basic principles that are trying to. Yeah, well, that's why I'm saying they're like have to be fit, like skinniness is a fitness thing because you know you're healthy you're not overweight okay or overweight is a fitness thing because you have plenty of food and that's good you're just gonna pick one or the other because well those two are a bad example because i don't think people are gonna get bored of skinny people and then start liking fat people <laughs> like that well, just, so just, like, I, the thing is i it, it it's hard to because you have to separate right like what an individual preferences are versus what like this perceived consensus like the zeitgeist of, of yeah of hotness the zeitgeist no, I. Well, I think that there was like a trend from like boobs used to be the thing, and then now there has been a switch to a lot more ass. I have not noticed this trend. That's like <laughs> like with the whole like Sir Mix a Lot thing of like 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 people would say like oh my god her ass is like fat like does this make my butt look big you know like that was like mm. a negative thing whereas now it's like oh your ass is so fat or like oh a leg day every day kind of thing like it's more desirable for women to have big butts now. And like, sort of like with the whole, like, you know, Sir Mix-a-Lot coming out, like, I like big butts and I cannot lie. You know, that's that was sort of like, you know, other people like skinny girls, but I like girls with big butts. Like, I think well, that's so, yeah, I, I think that's more of like, almost like a counterculture thing happening. So I, I think, right, I perhaps it, this is more recent and it, it's just because of the ability, I think, of people to congregate in ways that they weren't able to in the past. Mm. Like, I don't know, this, this comes more to like media almost, right? In general, how like people find their kind of group, their in group, and they congregate around that and it allows for divergence of beliefs, mm -hmm. right? And this, this has political implications, but I think it also has implications in terms of basically everything right in terms of music in terms of what one finds attractive what one defines health like all, all sorts of things that are, aren't as i said not necessarily political they can also be political mm -hmm. but it, it's it kind of like it allows for more diversity in opinion mm -hmm. right in a way that i don't think existed when there was the radio and the radio people decided what yeah what the standards were well i think that th th like, there was acceptance th th there's more acceptance of different different body types in terms of attractiveness there's more acceptance of different political views 
I mean, within your group. Yeah. Right? Obviously, people have with conflicting ideas are always going to butt heads. But if you've got a weird opinion, you can find a group for you that matches, and you can feel. I, but I don't think it's a matter of like community. we have split up to where you know there used to be just like one group that was the boobs group, and now <laughs> the butt group has you know fractioned off from them. That's what like I, mean. I think it's just like the boob group has slowly changed to include butt in it, and like now there's a because like. You know, if you go and you ask a lot of people, you know, tits or ass, tits or ass, it's a, you know, classic question. Classic I think you're question. getting a lot more ass than you used to. I don't have any studies to back that up. Which <laughs> That's I, what I'm saying. Maybe you're just, you're in you're in the ass group. I mean, I, I think you, it might be a younger you've thing. you with the ass people. <laughs> no, I, no, I know a many a, a boob man myself. <laughs> um, but, like, I don't know. It's, it's, it's a curious thing because I, I just... I Observer don't bias. Like, I don't know. But but going back to the original question of of Hawaii as the state to live in, mm -hmm. like, I don't, well, okay, we kind of got a little far with the the. Uh, okay. I don't know the boob butt culture in Hawaii. <laughs> um, uh, so I, I would say that there is well at least, it depends. I, I would say it depends because. There, it's a mixture of peoples that have different viewpoints. So I'd say like Hawaiian culture, definitely there, there's more, there, there's less emphasis on being thin compared to, I, I guess this is thin versus thick. Mm. Um, <laughs> well, I mean like, so, well, I'm thinking of Samoans, but aren't like most Pacific Islanders like big, like, like their their wide body kind so, of yeah, stocky. So yeah, there's a lot. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That there's there's a lot of people of that body type who are more accepting of. And that, that's not to say like people who like thick people are also ass people and people like thin because mm. I, I, those are not mutually exclusive groups. Um, but but I'd say like but on top of that, there's also a lot of Asians, right? Mm. Who are, tend to be thinner, tend to so that there's a lot of mixture in Hawaii. Yeah, and it's similar to like it, it's very multicultural. Okay, but it's still that, that's what's interesting to me about it that it's multicultural yet it has there's like an underlying laid backness. Mm. Like like we're all on the same island. We're all you know or like the same chain, whatever you know. We're all at the beach, kind well, of. Some of or, it's a little, um, what's the word, like kumbayai, but some of it is kind of just like a, I don't know. It's As I said, it's the best way to describe it is, is laid back. Mm -hmm. Like, it's okay for things to be late. It's it, it's not necessarily, like, it, it's, I, it, like, mixes some with Californian culture, right? Mm -hmm. There's sort of that, like. Yeah, yeah, surfer, like, like yeah, relax. surfer, yeah, that kind of thing. But it's then also mixed with like other. So I don't know. It's it's hard to it's hard to pin down as one thing. Because I'm wondering, like that seems like I, I I've hear you know people retire, they get a ranch, but retiring and getting like a beach house in Hawaii sounds pretty. That sounds like a pretty good move <laughs> to me. <laughs> um, of course, it's also it'll cost you several million dollars. Oh yeah, but like I, I'm saying like where to move next being a young person you know starting out my career i think i, I want to move the job is like that's not the job but i think like the energy like i you know the whole like you are your five closest friends 
well, I want to go to New York and get five hustler friends. So then I'm going to be a hustler <laughs> on that grind culture, you know, rather than moving, let's say to Spain where they have, you know, they take like naps and that's like a normal thing. Like, oh yeah, no, it's nap time for everybody. It's three o'clock. Relax. You know, that, that kind of thing. I don't know. And I mean, I think it depends on where you want to go, but well, so saying like, ideally you want some of both, right? You want like both, both of them can be, they have like positive and negative attributes, right? Mm. Like hustle culture can be seen as materialistic. It can be seen as impersonal. Mm. It can be seen as like, there's negative things. It's not just, it could be seen as like you, you're, what's it? Socially like manipulative, not sociopath, but like you, you yeah. don't have a respect for others. Yeah. You're a right? climber. You're not really, yeah, you're not, you, you're in your lane. Right. Where, where, but at the same time, there's like dedication, hard work, mm. like, you know, grinds, like, there's a lot of positive attributes too, and, and I think in the same way, like you, you can, I don't know, you want the best of both in so, some way. Well, okay, so what state do you think like has a culture that you want and why? Like Which state? Like, or you know, like is there a place where you found that like has a good mix? Because I think Florida has, you know, it's not necessarily, I mean, that's coming from somebody like I'm saying New York hustle culture, right? I assume that's more just like the city. If you go to Albany, I'm sure it's not as sure, you know, of course, or like upstate, right? Yeah, it's, it's not going to be. Or like Miami is like a very different culture than Orlando per se. Mm-hmm. Like so, yeah, you you need to be more specific than state because I don't think it's necessarily state driven. Well, so what what do you look for? Like, what what kind of culture are you looking for when you move somewhere or maybe stay here? Uh, like there's a lot of things that are are just positive like general qualities like respect but at the same time like the like a certain degree of seriousness well, at the same time like I, I don't know like do you think you'd ever move to like Japan Japan's a tough sell like living in Japan is very um what's the word isolating sometimes like from what i would think like is it just because of the culture like some of it yeah it's it's it's, it's very um proper culture yeah right there's a lot of focus on cleanliness a lot of like rigid tradition. there's a lot of rigidness in the tradition for things that i don't necessarily and, and to me, I, fi I would find that isolating, right? Because mm. as someone who comes from not that, so I, I would think unless, so to, to be fair, my sister has at least some idea about living in Japan in a year or two. So maybe, who knows, right? But mm. like currently my disposition would be no. Mm -hmm. Something like that would be too... Too like picky or too... Uh, see, I don't know. Uh. Is it like how much do I care? How much do I actually care about like the culture of the place versus really what I care about is can I find a group of people that I can you know surround myself with that can be friends? Yeah, I can like be myself around. Yeah, can I find that? And can I find like the basic things of what I want from a city, which is is just more of a, like it's almost just. Are there good restaurants of various different types? Yeah. And, and it's almost just the diversity in like, well, so like, like it's, but that's not a, that's not specific to any city. Also, I have it like I've changed schools like 
I want to say it's been twice or three times where it's been like, I've gone somewhere, known nobody, and then set up like the whole friend group, whatever. Mm -hmm. So in my mind, I almost take it as like, it'll happen no matter where you go. It's going to happen. Like, has that been your experience? School, school is a very different place than the rest of the world. Yeah. Right. Because you're, the way that it starts, right? You're thrown into the way you're thrown in as a freshman. Everyone is basically in the same playing field. No one knows anyone. Everyone's trying to figure out where they belong, mm-hmm. right? That it is very conducive to make fast friends, mm. right? Whereas if you are a new hire to a company, right? Everyone kind of knows each other. Everyone has at least some degree of like they've, not necessarily just professional, but there there is a like there is a regime yeah. for how the social structure of the company already functioned without you. Yeah. Right. So it, it is entirely possible that you can just come on, know no one, learn no one, and just do your job and then leave. Right. Mm. It, it it is not a given that you will find a social circle of like minded people to kind of gather around now now it might you know be certain places are different because they hire in waves and people tend to to you know find their like their their starting class basically Mm -hmm. in their their career or whatever but there's there's a lot less um attachment right there's no there's you can have school pride you can't really have company pride that doesn't make sense It, it doesn't bring you together in the same way no it's you have personal ambition. You have the fact that you need a job because you need to support yourself in some way. Yeah. That's why you're there, right? That okay, there's you know, sometimes there's intrinsic value to the things that you can get out of your job. Like, oh, as a doctor I'm helping people, or as a scientist I'm inventing things or discovering yeah. things. Like there's intrinsic value, but there isn't necessarily I, I don't know. I, I to me I perceive that as it's a different environment. And so Yeah. Well I think there's also a certain level of like like professionalism can get in the way of certain things. Like in school, you you know, like if you, act, well, you know, you're look, gonna have you're gonna have coworkers and you're gonna have bosses. Like it's right, yeah. So like befriending your boss is going to be something that's not necessarily. Yeah. But th- I'm saying like there's certain things that you can't or you not supposed to really say at work or like discuss. That I mean I. In I've the never, lunchroom, right? I don't know. I don't. I've never had a job, <laughs> so like I can't say that. Like, oh yeah, I would never. You know, you're not gonna come and be like, oh yeah, I was with this girl last night. Blah blah blah. To you know your your buddy who's like Phil's 54. He's like, okay, <laughs> like I don't really want to. Yeah. From accounting. Yes, exactly. <laughs> like, so I don't know if that's gonna be another barrier to entry. Well, that's what I'm saying. There's there's it's a wider group of people. There's less, mm-hmm. and that like it. Depending on the size of the company, obviously, but like it isn't it isn't granted that you're going to find a, a small cluster of like-minded people that are. Well, I think you're going to be fast friends. You can go like, I think clubs are, uh, in my mind, are the next avenue for that. Like, if you join a like a well, a golf club's not really um, a thing. Well, I mean, there's country clubs, but anyways, yeah. like if you join, art let's say, class. well, like, yeah, an art class or like, like a gym. jiu-jitsu gym, like you're going to know yeah. everybody in the dojo, you know, yeah. like, and then you can decide, oh, I don't like the people there. I'm going to pick a different dojo or something like that. If you don't acclimate well, uh, like, I don't I know. Think, that's... Yeah, being a friend as an adult is fundamentally different in some ways. I don't know. How so? I don't know. 
Well, it, part of it is dictated by the fact that most people, oh, I don't know if it's most people, I, I would assume now still it's most people. Most people are married or in various stages of family life, mm-hmm. right? So that they're, they're, they have more personal like attachment responsibility to their family unit as opposed to like as a even even when you're in a relationship here in like a university setting like like it's expected like yeah i've got my friends you've got your friends yes there's together time but there's also Mm. hang out with the friends time and yeah sure that exists but it's it's i don't know it's fundamentally different when yeah you gotta, you gotta wake up and get the school or like you, you live in the same house yeah you take care of the kids yeah like it's well i've heard this like yeah like you lose a lot of your friends when you have kids because like that's sort of what you're focusing on now yeah and then like you might get them again you know whereas like you know you, oh timmy and jimmy went to school together that's how i know miss martin or whatever and that's why we became friends and so you have that kind of group of of the parents as well as the, yeah. the kids but I don't know. I, I don't. Yeah, I, I don't really know. Like I, I, I guess well, so it's I'm not the same. Like, I, like I'm thinking about my parents, right? And the way that they they've managed friendships, right? Like they have like doctor friends that they knew from like when they were in um, like old medical school friends to oh I worked with them when I was living in this place and mm-hmm. I've moved away and it it's 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 a lot more like you see them a few times a year, right? Like, yeah. oh, I happen to be traveling in... Um, the city, I'm going to stop. I'm going to be in Orlando this week. Why don't you come out and we'll hang out for the weekend kind of thing versus, like, daily. what you think of as your daily... Well, not necessarily or weekly. Daily, but, yeah, like, weekly, that you, you see them on a regular basis. They're just kind of around you. Yeah. And like something a- like a college environment that's that's conducive. Like, oh, yeah, you know, this friend... We take this class together, so we have lunch after. Easy, right? And like, yeah, yeah. That's that's definitely something because I've gotten that now to where like like I have friends from high school and stuff, but I'm not. We're not like the relationship is not the same. Well, it's it's not necessarily bad. I'm like, not saying it's bad, but like the it's different. The the like once like the once it becomes a monthly to yearly number of times that you meet them rather than to a weekly number of times that you meet them it makes things i don't i don't know if you're like you concentrate you try and get all the updates in into one high powered uh hangout to where you know it's not like oh i'm seeing jim tomorrow and he's like yeah i you know the traffic was crazy getting here yeah man traffic same same (laughs) versus like you haven't seen jim in two years and you meet him he's like oh my kid is i just had a kid and this has changed my life and this and you're going over like all the big moments have kind of summed up at least so you get one condensed sort of like hyper-powered hangout maybe maybe nowadays with with the Facebooks and the Twitters and whatnot. I don't... But no one... That's yeah. what I'm saying. I don't... I personally don't use social media in that way. I don't... I don't no. broadcast myself in that way. So it's... it's it's Like, like for example, I went to a wedding um, two weeks ago now, mm-hmm. right? This, this was one of my college roommates. It was great. Like, good friend from college. I knew him all four years. We hung out all the time. Mm-hmm. Did not talk to him after. Like he he went to medical school. He did his thing. He's grinding, doing his thing. I'm figuring out what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. It's just we didn't we didn't talk to each other, and it's not a big deal mm. because like oh he I you know 
like a few months ago or it was like january or something i got the i got an invitation i was like oh hey you're getting married huh okay i guess i'll go to that sure yeah and then you know i get there and he's pretty much the same dude i mean obviously he's matured and people change yeah um but like it wasn't it wasn't necessarily a bad thing that i literally had not talked to him for like over like four years yeah right even though like it's like yeah he's similar person i know he's still the like the reason what the reasons why i like this person are still there and and you it, vibe like and yeah it's, it's it's natural like you like how they are you don't like yeah, you know, don't what they're doing currently work at relearning this person because i already kind of know them mm-hmm. and so it like some of it is is removed because you you don't know you don't always get like the, the the inside jokes or like they've got their own you know the close friends that they have at the time like oh you know the people that he knew in residency that he's still part of their program like he's much much closer to them obviously because mm. he sees them on pretty much daily basis right yeah versus me who literally has not talked to him for four years but at the same time like yeah cool we're still friends why yeah. not it's always i don't know if you've ever had two friend groups collide but it's so weird to see like because you you know you interact with these people a you know people group a and you're like you get along you know and mm-hmm. then you interact with people group b and you get along so you're like okay well if i like both and they like me they'll probably like each other <laughs> but then like seeing them go together it's like one is just the time right they don't know these people so they're not necessarily comfortable but it's interesting like some people just don't vibe at all well like, some of them might be like they knew you at different times in your life and the small the small changes that you'd never noticed like are apparent from it mm-hmm. so i don't know i don't know it's, yeah it's probably a lot of things i could see that like like going from like i think my because my middle school elementary school like we had a graduating class of 18 mm-hmm. so it's kind of like i didn't you know the finding your people wasn't really an option it was just kind of like these are the people pick pick a couple you yeah. know so like going from that to like college where it's like if you find your like you can specify a lot more with your people I, at sure. least in theory you know um well as i said we live in the age of the internet now where theoretically, theoretically you have more you have more reach just because the resources are there yeah. though, doesn't mean they're utilized like or i don't think that the, the, like the navigational system is meant for or it's conducive for it right? yeah so so like i, I don't know like finding finding groups of things of you know for people of similar with similar interests right you mm. can find a board game group if you're into board games you can find the people who go out and i don't know recycle or uh, yeah sure something preserve well i'm just like okay going from you know service whatever. middle school i know like one of my friends he's like a film major right from mm-hmm. middle school he's you know filmy guy whatever not like mathy not really nerdy or anything like that like mm-hmm. nerdy about films whatever him with like an engineering friend who like we are both engineers you know we're like oh yeah you know oh this big moment arm on that over there or whatever i don't know like (laughs) that's an in joke those yeah those kind (laughs) of those two people are very different people yeah and then sticking them together you're kind of like huh i mean like just like socialness alone too like that's what i'm saying but when you knew the, the the film person like you were interacted in different ways than when you're an engineering student in college yeah right like there there's a change in personality that you go through when when you step through the door of ucf and you yeah. become a student and it's it's not necessarily conscious it's just 
the environment is different, so you behave differently in your new environment. Mm. Like people adapt. Right? Yeah, I agree. So we're like keeping that in mind. Then I'm trying to manipulate myself with that. Choose your environment. Choose my environment to choose how I change. Mm. Eh, that's one way to think about it. Like, you know, hopefully change. Of course, you don't. You know, well, you're still the same person. For the better, right? Yeah. Improve. I, I don't. I don't know how much you can actively do that though, because you don't. You don't necessarily like. You can recognize when an environment is bad for you, right? Mm -hmm. And you you can know when, like, okay, yeah, I got to get out of here. This is not. Mm -hmm. It's not going to make me a good person or a healthy person. Yeah. This is not who I want to be. I need to get out. Well, right? I mean, that makes me think, yeah, I was in a fraternity freshman year. Mm. And, and you I, were just like, not for me. I remember I was in Wawa with one of the Pledge brothers, and he was like, you ever just, like, steal stuff? And then he went and, like, grabbed the donut out of the, <laughs> the Wawa case and just started eating it. And I was just like, I can't hang out with these people. I can't, like... Nah. And a lot of them were like x this major now they're this major and like you know i, I don't want to like be like oh yeah judging you know you should have stayed an judging. engineer kind of thing <laughs> but like there were certain things i saw where i was like okay these, this is not you this know this is not the right life path that i want for myself yeah you know and you know I, there were some guys who were like good and you yeah. know it was also just a matter of like you know maybe a little bit more like socially awkward at that point so i wasn't getting along with them as well as i could have and like the frat bro is a different personality type, I'd say, than, like, the engineer or the standard engineer. Sure. Well, I think some of it's environment, truly. Cause, like, I, I knew, like, when I was at WashU, like, uh, Washington University, where I went to undergrad, um, I knew engineers who were in fraternities, and it was, like, night and day. They, 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 a lot of them had this sort of, like, oh, yeah, work hard, play hard, you know, mentality yeah. kind of thing that... You know, I'm going to I'm going to cram and I'm going to do really well in this exam and I'm going to kick everyone's ass. But then I'm going to go, you know, it's Friday night. I'm going to the parties and I'm going to go hard there, too. Mm -hmm. Right. And so it like, I don't know. It, I don't know how much of it is kind of like the culture that kind of built around that kind of like encouraged that. Mm -hmm. But like to me, that was, again, kind of something I stepped away from, too, because I didn't I didn't want. I don't yeah. want that either for myself. But like there's different there's different groups that you can find even within the frat bros super yeah. category. But you were saying like, okay, so there's certain places that you recognize are bad for you or like... Yeah, like, that, like for example, that culture in itself, not for me either. Like I don't want to be on 100% all the time. I, mm -hmm. I need downtime, I need uptime, like balance, mm -hmm. right? So yeah, it's, you can recognize when things are bad, but I, I, it's harder to say like, oh yes, what is optimal, right? Mm. That's a harder, it's a much harder question to answer compared to, yes, all of these are bad, right? I, I can tell you right now, like, I don't want to live in rural Montana, right? Yeah. That probably isn't going to be conducive for me socially, like, from a, you know, strictly, like, career standpoint, it offers no benefit. Yeah. Like, that. there's no reason for me to be in rural Montana. I can tell you it's probably not a good Place. who knows maybe maybe i'm an amazing job offer and yeah but there's you this know. super secret tech company that like we're saying, i don't know but, but yeah but from from what i gather of my my minimal interactions in rural montana mm -hmm. <laughs> like probably not the place for me to live mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but at the same time like oh can i choose between 
Atlanta versus Seattle? Like, I don't know. Yeah, it is kind of a 50-50 there. Or... Okay, I see what you're saying. I don't know. Yeah. Because, yeah, that's what you say, like, oh, what place is best? What state is best? What, like, you, you're you you're trying to optimize, mm-hmm. right? And that, that's, that's a lot harder to do. Yeah. I've also heard that's not, like, the best, I guess, way of going about it. Like, I've been told, you know, it's not necessarily the best. It's just, like, what's good. Well, so I, I think, right, the... The potential danger of the you know getting stuck in the optimization problem, like the analysis paralysis, is you spend too long locked in, um, like a you're trying to solve a puzzle that really shouldn't or ought not be solved, and you're not actually going out and trial and error and like, yeah. just trying to figure out what it is living in Atlanta, living in Seattle. If you're so locked in, what's optimal? Yeah, like. It's like spending forever like choosing the background on your phone without actually using the phone itself. It's like that's not what you're here for. Like you can't. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Something it's, like it that. Might not be the best analogy, but yeah, you're kind of. No. No. Like, no. No. This. It, it, it's. It can be. You know. It can manifest itself in all sorts of things. Like when you choose what college you want to go to, when you choose what job you want, when you choose a significant other that you think is going to be like your your you know your soulmate. Yeah. Quote, right. You can you can get locked in. Like analysis paralysis of oh, you know, is this really is this the best girl? Is I this could the have? optimal? Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Is this the optimal solution? It's the perfect girl. <laughs> or like, am I gonna meet her tomorrow if I break up with you today? Kind of thing. So yeah, that there's a negative, but it's not. I don't know. Yeah, I guess that that summarizes that thought. Mm. I don't know. It's a very... I wonder, because I think there's a lot of people who don't even, like, consider it. Like, they're just, like... Like, I think there's a lot of personalities where you're just, like, I'm going. Or, like, you just, like, take what you get, and you're like, all right, this is good. I like this. Like, Like, for instance, I take a lot of people who maybe, like, stay... You know, you're born in rural wherever, and you grow up on a farm, and you're like, all right, I like it here. I'm just going to stay here and keep doing this. And you're not. And so there are more people that are like sort of at peace with their own, that they're not trying to optimize. Not, yeah. And like, I, I heard it like maybe it was this morning or something, but it was talking about like, you know, people who know what they want to do. I'm a farmer. I'm going to be a farmer. Like, that's their curse because they're stuck as that. Like, they they don't think outside, whereas people who, you know, are like, I don't know what I want to be. They're they trapped can, in yeah. a certain sense to their own. Uh, Which, see, the thing is that, that, can happen, that can happen to anyone. It doesn't necessarily, it doesn't come from, like, exposure necessarily. There's a, there's a sort of... Um, it's It's not confidence... But it's like a, eh, it kind of is. It's like a self-assurance that, like, yes, I'm gonna do this when I grow up. I, I like this is the life path for me. I like I, I I know what I want. I just need to get from point A to point B. Let's mm. figure out the best op, you know, the, the fastest way to get me to be mm-hmm. X. And sometimes sometimes it's a good thing, right? Because like I, I think a lot of the, the some of the other undergrads in the lab are that way. Mm-hmm. Like I'd say, like Chloe, Tara specifically are very like. I'm going to do this. These are the steps that I want to, like, they've got the whole plan kind of, at least, yeah, 
blocked out for they're not trying to figure out where they're going they're just f- figuring out how to get there yeah they're, they're more they're more they're more confident in their like asserted guess for their future mm-hmm. right whereas I would say someone like you or me are more um, open to discovery i guess is the right way like yeah. we're not we're not sold on i'm definitely going to be this when i grow up yeah i'm definitely going to like do this i just need to figure out where that is and and over time like you get locked into not locked in but you 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 figure out what you like and dislike about certain things and that kind of guides you along and mm. so you don't you don't end up like i don't know directionless you're not wandering aimlessly you have direction it's just not Direct. destination yeah right it's i know i'm going to turn left at the next you know light and i'm going to keep going for a ways but i haven't worked out oh yeah i'm going to that spot mm-hmm. right like i just know the direction mm-hmm. i just keep going that direction and hopefully it'll work out and that's very like because that also makes me think of you know the people it's like you know, my family has been running this ice cream shop for the past 200 years, you know. My father was an ice cream maker, and his father was an ice cream maker. So, Johnny, you're going to be an ice cream maker. And Again, I think that's different because there, there's a lot of, like, influence from family, right? Yeah. Oh, okay, so, like, there's yeah, legacy, friends. there's tradition, there, there's things that you're trying to, to hold yeah. that aren't necessarily just directly from you. Right, but but some people they just find it where like they're gonna be it, like they're born, they go to school like everybody else. They don't have that, you know. Their parent was an accountant and a, you know, a shoe salesman. Well, it's, it's not just like, that, right? It could be like if you think of like stereotypical Asian parenting, right? Oh yeah, you're gonna be a doctor, engineer, mm-hmm. you know, serious, academic, well-paying, respected job career yeah like you have a few options but it's really like you're not gonna be an artist you're not gonna be no yeah there there are definitely they don't make money they yeah yeah. secure and you know and perhaps some of it comes from like parenting style and things like that because my parents were very so both of them are physicians but neither of them like oh yeah you need to be a physician Mm -hmm. in fact if anything they were trying to discourage me from being a physician for Mm -hmm. quite a while and um, up until I applied to medical school and then decided not to. <laughs> anyway, the, 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 whole, the whole part of it was like, oh, yeah, they're like, oh, yeah, we just want you to be, you know, happy and successful. Or, like, we want you to find success based on, like, your own criterion. Mm-hmm. We don't want it defined by what stereotypically, like, what pays the most or what has the most prestige necessarily. Like, I remember my dad saying, like, you know what? You know, sometimes I think even though I'm a physician that wouldn't it have been great if I had decided to, to run a scuba shop and, you know, take people out and like scuba tours and yeah. have a you know really relaxed job or I can just do whatever I, you know, and not necessarily do whatever I want because obviously there's still responsibilities and whatever. Yeah, but it's, but it's like fun. But it's fun. You're just like hanging than, out. Yeah, yeah, you're just hanging out and having scuba with people or going scuba diving with people and then you get paid for it. Wow, what a job. Yeah. Right? So, but, like, at the end of the day, like, the definition for success is entirely different Mm -hmm. compared to being a physician, you know, making people better and making a lot of money and, or at least more than most, um, like, the the definitions are different. And so trying to find, like, what intrinsically is success for Mm -hmm. you is 
some it's it's an open question to be worked on versus something where you're predefined like oh success is how well you run the family business right success is how much i get to brag to my to my sister how much money you make like mm-hmm. different growing ups have different metrics for what's the amount of freedom that you have when picking what success looks like mm. i guess okay but i see i don't know i don't know how much of that is necessarily just what your parents told you or how much of it is like what you your personality is i i think personality definitely has well i guess you know both is easy to say you know nature versus nurture it's both okay fine okay yeah there we go everybody wins yeah everybody wins easy there are no simple answers everything is both yeah um but i don't know like i go you know you can't really say one is better or worse than the other or i don't know whatever it is but it's kind of both have pros and cons right yeah like the, the the sort of the the more open you are the more opportunity you have for analysis paralysis whereas the most more closed off you are the more where the less likely you are to find the optimal solution because you're only considering a certain number of pathways yeah may or may not align with you personally well i think that that's kind of a like go into i guess a pro-america stance from that i'd say like i think that does a good point about america is like you're allowed to do that you're allowed to do what well you're allowed to like figure it out or allow you know you're allowed to if you want to just get a whatever job you don't care about and you know just make enough money and then you just enjoy your family and like you enjoy going to church or something like that you can do that versus somebody saying like I'm going to pursue my dream. Yeah. But, but like, okay, in other places, like, you build railroad. Like, that's your job, you know? <laughs> in a Russian accent. You're like, I, I, I want to be an artist. No, you build the railroad. You build. <laughs> that's what you do. Freedom. No, I, just, mm, I think it's... Like, America definitely has... That's a whole... Let's so, go into it, yeah. Like, the, 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 mm, the, there's not all positive there, right? It's, it's also, a romanticism, I well, think. Yeah, it's the romanticism of, oh, yeah, we're a meritocracy. The pursuit of is, happiness. Everyone's just working to be happy, right? We're all in the same boat. We're all... Well, we're also capitalists. We're also... Yeah. Or in some ways, you know... I, I think specifically... Um, I, the chief complaint of basically anyone older than around my dad's age and probably a little bit younger, definitely all, everyone older, what they, they prescribe the main problem with the millennials are, even, despite the fact that this they're no longer talking about millennials who are now, like, I am the youngest of millennials at 29. Yeah. Like, I, and most of us are well settled into our careers yeah. and, and things like that. But like I, I saw something funny. There, there was someone who um, there was a web comic. They're saying like, oh, someone's complaining about millennials, and then there's like, you know, they're going to college, they're getting all these crazy degrees that don't do anything, and and the the, the guy corrected him and says, no, most millennials now are taking their children on college tours because that's what age they are now. They're yeah. actually middle aged at this point, and they have children who are eighteen. And yeah. who you're actually talking about is below them in age. Like the, the whole, Gen Z, like, yeah, the Gen Zoomers. Z. Well, Zoomers to me is even younger. I mean, I. Zoomers I, are like people in high school. Now. I don't really like 
because like a generation in my mind is like 20 years Mm-hmm. So like, well, that's the problem with generations. They're yeah, fuzzy things, and we just throw labels because. Well, the boomers are like, we'll say like the '40s to the '60s, born in the '40s to '60s. So that means the Gen X's is the '60s through the '80s, the '80s through the 2000s. But no, because I, I I wouldn't consider myself a, no, you're a not millennial. millennial. I'm a Zoomer. I'm a I'm a Gen Z. Depending, you know. No, I think that like the 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 formal cutoff was right around '93 when I was born. Like okay. I'm at the edge yeah. of being a millennial. Yeah, I, I that make I agree with that. I say, I say I would say like ninety. Although I would put you in millennial class versus the the Zoomer class. But yeah, like I, does some of that relate to the fact that maybe maybe ninety five something like that? Because <laughs> it, it depends. Like like if you grew up with SpongeBob, I guess. Like did you well, no, grow up with SpongeBob? <laughs> I don't know. There was SpongeBob involved. Uh, <laughs> like. <laughs> But no, no. So I think the, the formal definition, right, is they they had their adolescence at the turn of the century. So mm-hmm. they were they were coming of age mm. around a year two thousand. And so at that time, right, I was seven. So I'm barely. I'm not really coming of age yet. But like I'm getting there. And so that that's why I'm at the very very beginning of it, where most yeah. people were teenagers around that time. So people from the the you know late eighties that that time frame. Definitely fall in that category, yeah. but it's definitely not twenty years. Mm-hmm. It's it's much narrower category, and then like th- there's also like all sorts of other definitions that people have kind of like thrown in for different generational groups. Like um, you've heard iGen before. No, the the generation of people whose first phone was an iPhone. Oh wow! Or a smartphone. Yeah. Okay, I could see that for like because like yeah, culturally kids, that makes a big difference. Yeah. Kids like, these days are not. I am not. Like these elementary school kids, the TikTok babies, whatever yeah, they are. Yeah, the, the TikTok. Those are, I don't want to be associated with them. They're they, the problem they with have America. Zero attention span. Yeah. yeah. No, like that. Yeah, they are Taking not me. I am. Yeah. <laughs> They're what's wrong with America. They're like I consider myself like I am part of the transition. My childhood was going from like you had one computer with no internet or like maybe internet. To and you have to like dial up mm-hmm. to connect to it, so it's not really a thing that you're going to use as a kid. Well, it's, it's it's I think it's social media, right? It's the big well, I think the big like, change thing that happened. So, they grew yes. up in the environment of social media versus not. Yes and no, like uh, social media, yes, but I think like the inherent computer skill, like the fact that we grew up with computers, is like uh, like computers are almost intuitive. Like, True. like you can but, see, like you see three dots. You're like, oh, this is going to be like an options or something mm-hmm. like that. Or like, you know how to, if you get a, a piece, like a new technology that's not, that you've never interacted, it's not Android or it's not iPhone, whatever. You get an electronic device. You are going to have an intuitive way of interacting with it that a lot of older people, like my, my parents are boomers. Yeah, yeah. They don't know. They, yeah, they, they don't know the what the fuck's going on. on. Yeah. And I'm like, How do I do this thing? I'm like, you go here, you go here. It's like every other thing. And they're you like, you look no. at the options menu. You yeah. figure out what happened. Exactly. Look for the gear. That means settings. Everybody knows that, yeah. you know, but it's like that isn't, you know, <laughs> and so there's that, but then there's also, yeah, social media to an extent where like your, like social culture is being affected because like phones like i didn't get a phone until i was in eighth grade there were other people that had them but it wasn't like yeah it it wasn't a big deal well that's the thing for me like when i got a phone it wasn't a smartphone it was yeah like i get to call like yeah i can text and call 
to like have my mom pick me up from yeah. school or whatever. Like right? I got a slide phone with a the keyboard, of- and I was like, "Yes, this is awesome." <laughs> oh, I had a literal brick phone. It oh, was you like Nokia had, it, something. Oh, it was yeah, a literal brick. Um, eventually, I upgraded though. I got a razor. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, those are those are cool. My mom got one. I was like, "Whoa, oh, yeah. look at that!" <laughs> but yeah, that was like this dumb. It's a dumb phone. It's just a phone. Yeah. It's not a smart like. Though the uh, I forget the name of it. The Nokia phone did have I forget how or like through what capacity but I could put iTunes music onto it so I could actually listen to music that I owned in iTunes mm. onto my, it, it obviously not connected to the internet yeah but it would somehow saved on my phone and I could listen to it okay that's pretty cool that's yeah, like wow wow music on your phone music on your phone no way that's who would do that yeah pre-internet but but anyway anyway the I, I think what I was talking about originally was like the the sort of sense that you know we were talking about what was the perceived wrong with our generation, which is this sort of lost, like mm. we're we're somehow lost in you know social media has made us unable to properly you know socialize. socialize. Yeah, we, we've become too enamored with this you know optimal i'm going to pursue my dream path for ourselves that we're unable to ground ourselves in a way that can get us practical meaningful jobs and uh help us you know integrate into society that still has very you know modern problems that need like it isn't specifically like oh yeah my, my i'm thinking specifically my dad's complaining but oh yeah no one wants to you know work and uh the wendy's or no one wants to no one wants to be a truck driver no one wants to you know take on the no one wants to be a plumber Mm -hmm. hands-on work where yeah no everyone's trying to be a graphic designer and a you know web developer and yeah like they want to be creative and like give their own yeah they want to be creative they want to leave their mark on the world they gotta explore discover interact they have to do there's like all these things that aren't intrinsic to a job Mm -hmm. right if 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 truly you know they would say it used to be you know you'd be proud about the job that you did regardless of whether or not you were a grocer or you were yeah you you, you worked in the grocery store and you made it a better place and that was good enough you know Mm -hmm. and you know we're, we're just not able to settle in that way we're not able to um we're too um bright-eyed and bushy-tailed right to yeah to really to to interact in a or like settle yeah settle is the right word everybody wants to find themselves everyone's got to find themselves find their best life live their best life that's sort of like this negative almost to the 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 same thing that you were talking about earlier about oh yeah america everyone can be what they want to be you know figure out make their own way and what that used to mean was that there's a few standouts right Mm. you can be bill gates anyone can be bill gates anyone can be you know the the next inventor who decides this new thing that everyone uses now and anyone can do that you just have to be smart enough work hard enough and you can do it Mm. right but the interpretation now or i think not necessarily necessarily the interpretation now is more so that everyone can do it Mm -hmm. right not just some people can do it but yeah everyone can go and explore their dream they can be the best whatever they yeah. can find the best thing everybody's everyone can bill gates cancer. yeah they everyone's just haven't been put in the right spot yeah and and I, I i think to a certain extent that critique is fair but it at the same time like 
I don't know. It wasn't the fact that we were all handed trophies at our soccer games that did that. It wasn't. It wasn't the fact that, you know, we went to high school and like everyone was trying to get. Well, maybe it was the the schools that I went to that were more. Like I went to a magnet. Even though it was public, it was a magnet school. So there were there. Were, everyone was going to college. Everyone was trying to do like, like you, you you're almost kind of riding the wave up, right? Mm-hmm. Like the the cultural. I end up like you're in you're in this environment where it's just yeah that's the expectation you're going to keep floating you're going to keep going up and up and you're going to go to college you're going to once you graduate you're going to go to medical school or you're going to get a job in some high end thing or yeah. you're going to go to medical school or whatever right and there was this sort of like you the effortlessness to it you didn't have to make or define a path for yourself you just kind of naturally yeah you just float get up. better you and better to figure it out you you just it would work itself out and you would pursue whatever that dream was. You didn't necessarily even need to know what it was, but you would get there. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's not a very grounded thing, right? That's not a very grounded position. Yeah. It's very undefined. I'm also thinking like, you know, there's a, we need garbage men. Nobody, <laughs> nobody is saying they want like, well, until the like, robots replace them. Right? Yeah. But like, okay, there's a kid, maybe a couple who are like, I want, you know, I used to want to be a construction worker. I was like, now, no, I'm not doing that. Like that, <laughs> I'm not going to break my body down. But like, anyways, d- like certain things, we just need somebody to do them. Somebody has got to do the job and like, not everybody can be whatever they that want like not everyone can be an architect and a web designer and a graphic designer and, and so a- like but i think there's a certain level at least in my mind and, and i don't think it's good but like when i see people who like don't go to college or they go to college and then they stop and i'm just kind of like what, what are you doing you know why why aren't you continuing like it's almost disappointing well they there's there's a discouragement right because you were told okay this is the path right and if you're i guess good enough at school you just kind of float up the path yeah but if you're not then you're told by society well you failed you fucked up somewhere you i don't know what you did but you didn't do it right you didn't do it right yeah and so like yeah and it's almost like like a less that like you're seen as like oh you didn't go to school you're just gonna be working here at this store you're just gonna be working as a garbage truck driver or whatever and it's kind of like oh you're not really like yeah it's very it's it's very um i don't know if classist is the right word but it's very yeah it's kind of like i'm up i'm up here i'm gonna make this much money and you're not gonna make that much money and you know i'm doing this complicated thing and you're just moving garbage it's like but you know, I mean, to a certain extent, like this sort of caste system is always kind of somewhat existed. I think the the difference, and it, it, it stems from this sort of idealized American notion of anyone can, right? Anyone mm. can be the Bill Gates that rises all the way up, and you know, he even bucked the system. He didn't go to college. He dropped out. Yeah, like, you know, fuck, fuck the system. They don't know yeah. what they're doing. You just you have your dream. You do whatever you're gonna do, and you too can be a billionaire, right? I I don't I guess it's it's kind of like if you can then you can but if, if you, can, you can't can. then you can't like that's what I'm saying but yeah, at that yeah, point yeah. like then you're discouraged and now what do you do yeah well and, and you failed in some respects I think there's a lot of people who you know they were told they couldn't and then they did and it's kind of like oh that discouragement 
you know, didn't help me. Or like, you know, you shouldn't be discouraging people because they can turn out to be successes at the, you know, at the end of the day, which I think that's true that like, yes, those are things. But at the same time, not everyone's Bill Gates, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Because it's like, okay, you know, Mark Zuckerberg dropped out. Bill Gates dropped out. It's like, yeah, they dropped out of Ivy League schools. Like they didn't drop out of, yeah. you know, community college. And then they were like, hmm, maybe I'll make a computer program. Why not? It's like. Well, so did the Theranos lady, right? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> But, like, I don't know. It's a very... I, I, I think that's a balance that we're going to get going forward. Like, because, like we were saying, like, our culture is so new that we're not really sure how to work with this whole you-can-do-anything kind of thing. When you say our culture, it, you, you ascribe a lot of American to that. Where I'm saying, like, yeah. the internet is happening everywhere. Like, the... Yeah. Sure. I don't know if it's. Well, I'm curious to think. Like, is that as much of a problem in other countries? Yes and no. I could see that. Like, uh, I think that is a thing of people want to be like this versus that. I think of different. uh, It's happening in different ways. I would say. Yeah. Like there, there still is a lot of. um, I guess it, it again stemming from like Asian culture of. You need to be able to take care of your family. You need to be able to, like, there, there's intrinsic responsibility that you have to society and your family before you even need to start looking at, like, personal gratification, which is a lot of what American culture mm. is derived from. Yeah. Right? It's the fulfillment of oneself. Yeah. Not necessarily in a bad way. It can be materialistic, and it can be. But I, I think, you know, when you when you put on the... The tinted glasses. It's it's a wonderful, wonderful, you know. Yeah. Pursuing the dream, pursuit of happiness. Yeah, right? but it can be. Yeah, it's a very. You lose sight of what's important. All the I want to be a rock star. It's like yeah, well, you don't want to be the rock star's kid that's, you know, never sees their parent. And, <laughs> like that's kind of messed up, you know. I, mm, I don't know. The world would be very boring if no one became a rock star. Yeah, I'm, I, you know, I'm not saying it's bad to be a rock star or anything like that. I'm just saying, like, I think there is a balance that we don't yet have between the hustle culture and the, you I don't know, think that's true. sort of holistic good. I think there is a balance. It's just, it's not... It's not defined, but it'll change over time, right? As our as our culture kind of adapts to whatever it's going on, whatever influences like that, there's a middle, there's a mean somewhere. Mm. It, there's like a balance that's happening. It's just we don't get control of it, and like we sh- I don't know. It, it's not worth trying to optimize. It's, yeah. it's, it's it's another one of those things that like trying to figure out the optimum level is not well i think you just gotta let it happen like, yeah I, I think we're gonna like we figure it out as we go we're gonna learn that's oh, kind of what the human race is about yeah <laughs> well like i i wonder too like okay in the 1920s like with you know rockefeller and all these yeah. you know big like the first real you know tycoons of america the first real super rich yeah well-known like was that you know was hustle culture a thing in the 20s like i'm gonna go and you know work on the stocks and i'm gonna do this and i'm gonna start my own business and like you know if it, it probably looked a lot different but I, I would imagine to a certain extent yeah th- there was a lot of there was a lot of belief that yeah if, if rockefeller can do it i can do it yeah i'm gonna you know make my make my name for myself in new york mm-hmm. i'm gonna you know move to the city gonna it's gonna find my success that, that was a very real thing. And, like, 
So, but it's kind of what fueled the the whole Gilded era. But I'm right? hoping that we've learned. Like <laughs> I don't know. Like, there's maybe, been a lot of there's been a lot of ups and a lot of crashes. I mean, maybe they of, learned after it, and then everybody eventually forgot. Like <laughs> it's like you know, it just takes enough generations for like once the people who learned died and their children died, nobody knows anymore. And it's you know, it's like these are myths that are made by old men of nonsense. And like no, now, I'm gonna do it. I don't think it's that people don't believe it. It's just that because they haven't experienced it, they can't recognize it in the same way. Mm. Like it's 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 blaringly obvious for me, right? You can you can look and see like change, but that doesn't necessarily like everyone can be aware of what's happening mm. and recognize the you know the, as we said the kind of cultural zeitgeist of what okay we're in this culture it's gonna do this thing, but at the same time not be able to change it, mm-hmm. right? Like I can recognize the flaws in a thing without being able to physically change how I interact with it. Yeah. I mean, to some extent, I think of it like we're all like drops of water in a river, like no matter how much we try and go the other way, you know, we're still going, we're still going to be going down river. That's an interesting way to think about it because um, I I saw, uh, this was, this was a while ago. um, It's on Netflix. Very interesting uh, series. It's called Alien Worlds. Mm. The the basic premise of it is it, it, it tries to extrapolate what life would look like on other planets. And they, uh, th- this I think was one of the later end ones. It's, it's, it's sort of like in, in the way that you would write a nature documentary, except all of it's fiction because it's like we haven't discovered life on other planets. Yeah. It's kind of like theoretically, we think this is, you know, there'd be similar, you know, predator, prey, life cycles, things that might be happening. There might be similar. And one of the things that they, they thought or kind of stated is that intelligent civilization would likely develop in a similar way. There's sort of a uncontrolled um, development process. And you almost need to think of the civilization itself as an organism that mm. doesn't necessarily have like conscious control. There's no there's no individual like thoughtful acting that's happening. Yeah. It's just a cultural consciousness that is con- like it is is progressing through time. Right. Like like how ants, like they don't all know that they're building a hive, but then eventually they all kind of come together and build it's, a hive. Uh, so so it's interesting because th- their conclusion or their, their like final step is like at some, per- at some point, uh, intelligent civilization just becomes a hive mind. Mm-hmm. Like it, it through like various, you know, social media, robotics, singularity, it just kind of all converges yeah. to we all think as one entity and we, we interact in a, in a way that we currently don't really socially understand, but that's what's genetically favorable, right? Like okay. at a certain point, it'll be advantageous to join yeah. join that, and then there's no way to escape that once you've done that. So like if a bunch of cells in, in a yeah, body. Yeah, in the same way that a multicellular organism can't decide, no, screw it, I'm going to be out on my own. Yeah. Like they, 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 they eventually evolve to the point where they've specified to the point where they can't do that anymore, mm. right? So in a similar way that like our civilization would just do that mm. naturally, we we would we would diversify to the point where we'd become so interreliant, so in like our ability to communicate would so become so like connected. We'd become so connected to each other, would literally become hive mind, mm-hmm. right? And so the idea though is that you treat when you're thinking about the civilization, you you treat it as its own 
organism that kind of acts on its own. Mm-hmm. It has its, it is its own entity that has its, not necessarily its own consciousness. Yeah, but it's like society. Said, yeah, you, you can't know. control it. The individual actor can't control it. And I guess in a similar way, of, right, the, the ant can't control the whole hive. It yeah. can only pull the one, you know, stick that it's holding closer to wherever the, the queen told it to put it. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I'm not a, um, what's the word, entomologist? The, the, I don't know. We just say biologists. And yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. But <laughs> but like yeah that that you know that's kind of what we're doing and we don't realize it yet because we're right now we we yeah. cherish our own independence and we all think differently and we all love that's that's kind of where well i think of ourselves assuming we all don't nuke ourselves and yeah kill ourselves and i don't i didn't ruin our planet. i i kind of think of ourselves like we are like a bunch of like maggots like building a cocoon around ourselves that we don't yet realize like like we we're going to evolve into something like i yeah i think we are all we are like building a metal cocoon like i had a dream about it like it's like a bunch of like a bunch of maggots building like a metal cocoon around themselves and becoming like one with technology and that's and we don't realize that's not it. so unsimilar to you know the- and then yeah we will evolve and become you know the hive mind or the techno technocracy of i mean of that's whatever. What I'm saying. it looks like a different things depending on what science fiction yeah like some it's oh we're all locked in a room and we're you know enjoying our lives in virtual reality somewhere right there's all sorts of different yeah uh, end states that one could imagine and i wonder yeah what is the use of keeping all these consciousnesses happy with you know toys and the metaverse or whatever <laughs> and then you can use their physical bodies and walk them around and pick stuff up with them and stuff like that like that the the you know the matrix mind or whatever wants or like well theoretically right the the their their the conclusion was that you know at the end of the day it's really you know all of our all of our energy comes from our sun mm-hmm. right and so we they, they were saying some statistic about you know we use approximately like the amount of sunlight, the amount of energy that it provides in um, an hour is about the amount that our entire civilization uses in a whole year of its mm. existence. So we're like, we use a fraction of a percent of what even is just shining on Earth, mm-hmm. right? And so like our ability to tap into more and more energy, it will improve. And so over time, like survival won't be an issue. Have right. you heard of like a Dyson sphere? Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. Basically, yeah. It's Again, this is just the small amount of energy required. Yeah. Or it's not it's like the amount that I'm describing is just the stuff that's hitting the sun. But yeah, if you build a whole sphere around the oral, uh, around the sun that captures all of the energy, then mm. of course you have, you know, we're we're now talking about fractions of fractions of fractions of a percent. All right. So it, it's now I, I don't know. They, they, their conclusion was that we can once we get to the point where we're efficient enough to create what we need from life so right now you know chemical energy food all, all of these things that will grow away from what we perceive now as like jobs and work in the same way that um like back when we were you know in agrarian society everyone had to farm for themselves right mm-hmm. now 90, 99%, 95% of us have no idea how to farm. And yeah. that's perfectly viable as a society because, again, we've diversified, we've become more interreliant, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. But, like, as l- 
as sustaining ourselves becomes easier and easier thanks to technology, like that'll just be the natural consequence of like we don't need mm. we can we can we can get rid of this notion of what our society is currently values. But do you think like eventually we'll get rid of individual consciousness for the hive mind? Like how would that even work? Well, that's what I'm saying. Like definitionally, it's weird because like, and again, that's I think that's where they kind of took their their leap is that like we we would just converge because of communication and what you would see on the outside, mm. right? From the outside perspective, would be a hive mind. But they didn't really talk about what the perspective of an individual in the hive would even look like. Yeah. Because certainly I don't think we'd just be equivalent to, you know, drones, ants. Yeah, ants. With, with no consciousness at all, just kind of following instructions. Because I don't think we as individuals would ever want to submit, or at least we wouldn't voluntarily choose to submit to that. We mm. sort of have this intrinsic idea about independence of thought. And, it, like, we see it as a as a benefit rather than a cost, mm. right? In the same way that like evolutionarily, like diversity is a good thing. It, it, it allows for additional fitness, mm. right? That like diversity of ideas means that you're more likely to find solutions to problems as they come up. But mm. if everyone is of the same hive mind, how do you solve global warming, right? Yeah. I know, yeah, that's interesting. How would you keep, cause like that makes me think of just sort of like uh one is like okay a fish in a like a school of fish it's not necessarily like all the fish are like we're gonna turn right now and we they all turn right i think it's like you see the fish next to you turn right and so you turn right because you know and then the fish next to you turns that's right and what then, you have to do to stay alive yeah. right or like like I think about it like That's fashion, you, you know, like we are both wearing a t-shirt and blue jeans and shoes. Mm -hmm. I, you knew I wasn't going to walk in here wearing, you know, like a, a robe or whatever, like this Saudi princes wear <laughs> or something like that, or like a captain's uniform or something like that. Like there's certain things where it's like in my mind, yes, I chose to wear this cause this is what I want to wear. You know, I could wear, you know, there's, other styles of course you know they, you see some of these people walking around campus are like hyper gothic and they wear you know giant platform mm. shoes and they got this crazy makeup on and shaved head and whatever the fuck but like it's um it's something of it's not like you voluntarily choose it but you don't really have a choice if that makes sense like it's like you're not you choose it but you're not going to choose anything else so you, or i guess it's yes sort of like a no because i think some of that is that we just like people have only a certain capacity for that those choices yeah right? some people are very fashion oriented right they, they they have a lot of concern about how they look yes they they sort of have these you know socially learned ideations about what is fashionable what is not fashionable so they tend to follow the same rules but they they have a lot more um what's the word expertise mm -hmm. i guess is the closest thing to the right word right they, they're, they're more familiar they're able to distinguish things that match things that don't match like to me like i i, I live my life in jeans and a t-shirt just because it's easy yeah you don't have to think at all you just put on jeans and then any t-shirt is gonna match yeah right which it's weird how like society has been like yep oh, jeans pants that are blue 
That's it. That goes with everything. We've figured out it's pants. It's not just any blue pants. It's, it's, it's jean, this, this material, texture, yeah. yes. It's, it's, I mean, they can be... Di- your blue jeans are different than my blue jeans, yep. but they're both blue jeans. And, Every, they're, and they're... Everybody likes blue jeans. Everybody likes blue jeans. Well, that, that's the thing. They're acceptable. Yeah. Versus, like, I, I'm thinking, like, I don't know. People who are more... Like tank tops. I feel like not everybody was willing to wear a tank top. No. Well, I, I think that has to... Some of that has to do with like modesty or uh, things. I mean, like, yeah, there's other social things that work there too. But what what I'm saying is that I think other things people are more willing to like. For example, like I'm okay with the fact that my musical taste is probably not conventional. At least what I perceive to be conventional, just because like what I tend to listen to isn't what's on you know Hot 40, whatever. Mm. I don't I don't care necessarily. I just like when I hear things wherever I am, like I'll kind of, I'll write it down, see if it's on. I can find like it in a playlist somewhere, and like I'll I'll store and sort, and I just kind of it evolved over time, and it, it it's different than at least anyone who like anything I've heard on the radio, right? Mm-hmm. And so like there I'm okay just because I put a lot more thought and effort into it. Mm-hmm. I feel, whereas the, the, there's like I don't know everyone is everyone demonstrates their difference in. Yeah, different some, ways. Some people like yeah, you can only care, or you can only be picky about certain things, and then other parts you're just gonna pick whatever is like default, I guess. So sure. like, if you're really picky about your clothes, you're not gonna be like, oh, I'm gonna be super picky about my music as well, and super picky about what I eat as well, and super picky about my car as I well. Know, I think there are some people who are more picky than other people, right? Yeah, but 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 there's a lot of effort. To like have to yeah, go through right. and no like one is research about everything. every single thing you do, right. yeah. And it, it was kind of something I was thinking about before. It has to do with um, exposure allows you to differentiate, mm. right? The more experience you have with something, the more you can differentiate between the good and the bad, mm-hmm. right? Um, it's what makes you a um, what's the word? A connoisseur. Connoisseur, yeah. That's exactly the right word, mm. right? So it, it comes to food preference too, right? Like for example, I and it's not always the case, but like for me, coffee, like there's black coffee that you can get at any restaurant or whatever. Mm-hmm. There's fancy coffee that you can get for way overpriced prices at a coffee shop. Mm-hmm. And then there's like bad coffee that comes <laughs> from, you know, like hotel yeah. for free, whatever, or, or like car dealership or whatever. Yeah, 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 the cheap stuff, yeah. right? And that's really my only like, Mm. Yeah, there's three choices. There's three coffees. There's good, there's bad, and there's acceptable. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's good, there's bad, there's acceptable. That's like, that's yeah. it. That's it. Oh, okay, to be fair, like, the third, the, the good, like, okay, there's, there's not really coffee because it's really dessert. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then there's good coffee and there's medium coffee and there's, there's mm. bad coffee. Right, right. My ability to distinguish is limited to the fact that I don't drink a lot of coffee. Mm. Which is, for example, tea. I can give you a lot more preference on tea. Mm. Now, to be fair, like bring in Shaw, right? And she's got she's from China. She she knows where the good tea is. Yeah, she, like that's where she's tea even is. Even more a connoisseur than I am. Yeah, right. So this this peace tea we didn't even mention what tea we're drinking <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. today on tea time. It's peace tea razzleberry. What uh, what is this doing for you as a connoisseur? <laughs> uh, first, yeah. it's, it's a sweet tea, which yeah. you know that has its own you know. That's it's, a thing. I drank it. That's fine. <laughs> it tastes all right. Yeah. But like, do you pro- so like when when you have do you drink iced tea? Like, is iced tea not often? 
I don't often. know if you Most do. Most of the time, I'll drink hot tea. If you had iced tea, would you have it sweet or would you have it straight or bitter? Not as sweet as most sweet teas will have it, but I will put sugar in it. Okay. Where I won't put sugar in most hot teas. Mm. I don't know why. It's just, I don't know. I mean, I, but But the point is, yeah. like, I have more ability to differentiate. And like, oh, yeah, mm. you know, I really like Darjeeling teas and oolong teas and green teas, where I'm not as much a fan of, like, um, just, like, the standard Assam. I don't like any, like, herbal stuffs, really, mm. or things that have, like, floral accents. I'm not a big fan. Mm-hmm. Like, I have a lot more... About breakfast teas... Yeah, again, like those to like me them. are like okay, they're they're acceptable. Mm-hmm. And of course, this is not to be a brand, right? There's there's Lipton, which is that's just like whatever. It's you know, just it's, tea. It's yeah. Just tea yeah. Versus there there's you know higher end brands like the Twinnings of the world, and mm. then there's like the the good stuff that you have to know. Yeah. Where to go. You don't get this this stuff just at Tivon or whatever. Yeah, like, you can't buy it at like a store. No, you, you have to go to a place that you go to the place that has it yeah and and so often my my family when they're going places they'll get me tea because they know like oh yeah i'm into tea i like trying different things and so Mm. yeah i have green tea from japan i have you know um like english good quality english breakfast tea from england Mm. right and so like i i'm more of a connoisseur i have more ability to differentiate Mm -hmm. and i think people are that way about a lot of things that just the more exposure they have to it, the more ability to differentiate they have, the more strongly they have about this niche opinion that other people just don't care about, right? Yeah. And, and so similarly with fashion, like some people are more specific, they're more, you know, they have higher standards for what they're going to wear, how they're going to organize, you know, their outfits. Yeah. I, like. Yeah, no. I'm, Things that I don't think about on a daily yeah. basis. Well, like, okay, so I'm a car guy, and, you know, if you ask Again. somebody what they drive, if they say a blue sedan, it's like, okay, we... Yeah, it's, <laughs> End of conversation, <laughs> or, like, we don't need to go any further with this. Well, let's talk about something else. It's yeah, yeah like, exactly. It's like, exactly. yeah, some people like don't think about it. You've developed your opinion, and that's just because that's what you want. Like, you, your brain is focused in on, for some reason, you've picked that as a thing that you yeah. want to... Well, it's, it's funny because, like, like uh, there's certain cars that I look at and I'm like, why why would you buy that? Like, what what was going through your head when you made, like, this is a bad decision. This is, you know, you, yeah. you're saying, like, yes, good I, tea, I, I bad tea. I have opinions of that yeah, about certain like, teas. This is bad tea. Why it's are you drinking this? and it's bad. Why are you drinking why this? Are you? <laughs> <laughs> but I don't, I guess, yeah, there's, and that makes me kind of think, I guess, business-wise of, like, even if you make a bad product, there are probably enough people who don't know anything about it to they'll buy it. Well, sure. But so, like, how do you? I mean, I guess you don't want to take advantage of them. You want to make a good product. You know, you want to be a good businessman that's benefiting <laughs> fir- the world. Your first impression is, how do I abuse this? <laughs> well, at the same time, if you are sitting there and you have a bunch of garbage, if I'm going to own a tea company, I want to make quality tea. Right? right, right. But like these, as seen on TV, people, yeah, like. Come on, they yeah, know, they're, they're trying garbage. to they're, they're trying to well that, that's what I'm saying that they're trying to use the sort of perception of popularity right that that's that's what they're trying to leverage often mm. is that you know this will have you you know this will give you the leg up in the social sphere of this mm. you know random field right the, this coffee maker will make you the coffee aficionado yeah. that really you know or I'm thinking you like an egg cracker. It's like use your hands. Like, what do you what do you need a machine to crack your eggs well, okay. for? I think uh, cooking cooking is also to a certain extent that way too, right? Certain people have a lot more cooking skill. They have much more 
Well, yes and no, because pickiness is mm. different in cooking or with food, right? Yeah. Because th- there, I think most people are accepting of, oh, yeah, there's just some people who don't like certain foods. That's whatever. Yeah. That's just their thing. Does that work with, I guess, fashion, too? Like, there are some people who are like, I just hate sneakers. I'm not a fashionista, but I can't wear sneakers. Well, well maybe I, I, mean, I would I imagine wonder. there are people like that. But what I'm saying is that, like... A man should wear boots. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, what I'm what I'm thinking, though, is that most people, I guess, because everyone eats food, right? It, it is that, like, to a certain extent, people have worked out what their preferences are. Mm. And some people who are perceived as picky eaters aren't necessarily the people who have very refined tastes in what they will and will not eat, mm. right? It's like, oh, yes, I'll eat, you know, I'm trying to think of some high brain food. Thing. like oh well i'll have black caviar but the the gold caviar no, no that's mm, no Whack. no no. <laughs> yeah. no idea if these caviars exist yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but what i'm saying is that like that's pickiness but at the same time there's there's the five-year-old who eat broccoli right yeah pickiness yeah or only vegetables the super category right yeah my, that, that's that's a different kind of pickiness mm-hmm. it's not it's not um specificity it's like closed-mindedness towards new yeah things they're not willing to try new things well that's that's like a thing um like they say like the five big traits of psychology i don't know all five but like openness is one of them like some people are a lot more open to trying whatever or like they're not as hard set in their ideas so they can be persuaded more maybe maybe sure Uh, but like i don't know i guess i guess i'm getting tripped up right because the 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 word picky picky yeah Yes, yeah, yeah, it's being used, but it, they mean fundamentally different things. Well, because like I know one of my friends, he like pretty much only eats like chicken tenders, like fried chicken tenders. That's yeah, I've like, got friends like that too. And I'm just like, uh, why? But, but like he's <laughs> not tried only like, bad for your things. health, like yeah, there's I don't know better you, foods out there. Man. I just don't know how you don't get tired of it too. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, like the, some people like I feel like you need a certain level of variety that like for well, me. So I'm weird too about that though. Mm. because like i will eat the same thing because i'll uh, i i prepare things in bulk so i will eat the same thing for literally a week Mm. but then i'll have different things every week yeah so it's like i get diversity but it's in chunks yeah versus like i don't have to have like if i had pizza one day i can have pizza a second day it's fine it was just as good like yeah pizza yeah but if you have pizza every day but no i'm not going to eat pizza for every day of my life that's insanity yeah that would well, to be fair, though, I eat basically the same lunch every day, but that's out of laziness, I think. Yeah. I think if I had the choice and it was easy to, to pack not a sandwich mm. into a lunch, then I might do it. I mean, you could switch up the sandwich. It's true, I do. I have okay. different breads, I have different cheeses. Yeah, so there you Sometimes go. it's turkeys. But it's like, uh, like, I mean, I've seen on some of these like TLC shows, whatever, it's like, I only eat this brand of fries. That's it period you have the exact same no, dish always no. that i would lose my mind yeah. like i don't like I have favorites of things like but there's no like i must have this one thing and i must consume it on a regular basis well it's like i'll like it becomes bad because of yeah familiarity which i don't quite understand like why would it if i liked it yesterday why don't i like it today you know, so this is almost a a, a, um, a callback to sort of this. It's not necessarily diversity or rarity, right? But there's this sort of benefit, this this idea of um, 
well, I guess for food, it makes sense too, right? It, evolutionarily, it's good to have a diverse diet that has lots of different nutrients, and it's not good to eat the same thing over and over again yeah. from a nutritional standpoint. So it would make sense that like we have this sort of innate desire to, but to if seek you out had, diversity. Like, like, I'm thinking like olden times people, like you weren't going to get that much variability in food. Like you well, can no, only grow rice. That was a rice. status symbol, right? Yeah. It was a status symbol. The fact that you're able to eat different things rather than, no, I live on a potato farm. We eat potatoes every day. Right? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, it was a status symbol that, and now I guess we, everyone in America, you know, we live the dream. We can eat whatever we want. Eat whatever we want. And yeah, as long we, as you can pay for it. Like, yeah. yeah. Whatever. Yeah, that's true. That's something where like, that's another thing I think we're going to develop American wise is like our, our food culture, we got to fix that. I am not like, we yeah. like American food. Don't, there are good things about American food, but I think the standard American diet needs to change. Well, just cause it's unhealthy or it's because it's, it's too, too plebeian. <laughs> I don't know. Cause like, I like American, like chicken tenders are great. You dip chicken tenders, honey mustard. Like that's a, uh, that's a good time. I'll Fine. Sometimes, but yeah. like not, I don't know that. I think the the perception that we have that makes it give it like a negative um, is that we perceive it as inauthentic, right? Mm. We have pizza, but that's not real Italian food. You know, mm. we have hamburgers, but that's not German food. We eat sushi, but that's not how the Japanese yeah. have their food, right? And so there's sort of this value that we have in, oh yeah, this is the this is the way that, you know, well, the, I, the baklava, I, like the Greeks would do it. But this the, the spice-wise, like- Have you been to the, you know? The, the, the complex, like, a lot of American food is just like oh, you, you fried, think it's bland. or and like it uses you, the same set of ingredients. Yeah, which again, not necessarily a bad thing. Like frying things is great. Like, dude, great technology. Glad we, you know, Invented glad we that. use it. I don't know. I don't know that we did invent. I think it's older. No, no, no. but like certainly no. Yeah, but um, yeah, because I, you know, the uh, what is it? Tempura mm-hmm. in Japan is actually from the Portuguese who brought it to them. I didn't know that. Yeah, I didn't know that either until I found it out. So I was like, oh, there you go. So like, I guess the Portuguese had it a long time ago. Um, but I mean, frying things in oil, uh, it's not a super. Yeah, it's not complicated. Uh, that, yeah, it doesn't sound like something that like, oh, no one had thought. Yeah. Like, why heat the oil and then put stuff in it? Yeah. <laughs> well, I feel like too, is you cook the meat and then there's oil in the pan and then you put something in the pan. It's like. There you go. You're done. You figured it out. You know, you're fried. Like who invented fried rice? Yeah. But um, I don't, like, I just think that American food has gotten to, like, it's, it's not healthy, and we need to change I, I think most people are health, at least, education is getting better about being health conscious. No, it's not all there. There still are people who are, I don't know, if ignorance as a choice, but, like, there, there, there are, there are, there are people that don't live healthy lifestyles because of the food that they eat. Mm. But at the same time, I think there there is a cultural consciousness of, yeah, we need to be careful about what we eat in some way. We need to make sure that, you know, you know even even as kids, perhaps misguided because mm. they, they, they showed that there was bunk, right? But the, the pyramid the table, food. yeah, yeah. That, that apparently has too much dairy because the dairy people wanted their, yeah. like there's all this corruption, like, oh yeah, the, the, the grain people, you don't need that much grain, but, but anyway, the, the sort of notion that, you know, we need to be conscious of what we're eating. We have mm. to think about, you know, making sure we have the right amounts of nutrients. We're not eating too much calories or too much oils or fats mm. or, you know, trans fats, things that we know aren't good 
at least being moderated, right? Mm. We think, oh, we eat these in moderation. And I think the other thing too is I think different people have different, um, what's the word? They're, they're, the way that they interact with food is different. Mm. Like I, I've noticed this, like um, comparing like how my dad's family eats, how I eat, how my, my mom's family eats. They're sort of how they interact with their food. Like at a very, very basic like uh, level, like you put down the fork between bite, like all those like psychological tricks, all of that. Plus, That's a thing? Yeah, put down the fork that, that is legitimately a thing. That is hundred percent a thing. See that, like the the size of the fork, like how you interact mm. with. Oh, I need to eat as quickly as possible versus. Mm-hmm. It's a thing you sit it's, down. It's a social thing that you do. You yeah. sit down. You interact with people while you're eating. My dad always. He's like, don't stand it. Like if he sees me standing up and eating, he's like, sit down, sit yeah, down, sit down, you have to be sit at down the table. Like, yeah, you're, you're not. Take your time when you eat. Don't don't time. be like yeah. if I'm eating, he'll be like, oh, I won't bother you. Go ahead and eat, and then then call me back. Like it's yeah, small bites. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of different culture around it and some of it comes from like eth- like um yeah like ethnic culture mm-hmm. like the the way that you know i'm thinking like certain f- different groups of people have different ideas about it so i'm thinking about like um like the chinese right they they have these notions towards um chi right the heat eat different foods have different heat right and that there's mm. different ideas about like nutrition based on that versus our like Western ideas about what balanced diet means. And it, it depends on where you go, right, too. Like I would say if you talk to someone like with a Hispanic background, what they perceive as a balanced, nutritious meal is fundamentally different than if you ask me or if you ask someone, um, say from like a black community or mm. anyone, right? And so that there's differences in opinion, but we at the same time, we all have this kind of some notion that diversity is good Mm. moderation of unhealthy things is good right i suppose like the the problem that i have is or the the problem i think we have is sort of i guess like commonly available foods are unhealthy or or like like that that i think but that's it that is i think a like a systemic american problem and you can say oh yeah it's the subsidies and it's the well i don't know that agriculture system is set up like we 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 make too much corn syrup but i'm saying like is it is it possible for us to enjoy our american pizza our american chinese food our you know our chicken tenders and our hamburgers is that menu possible while at the same time having healthy food or are those like are they in conflict and we're going to need to make a new american menu that is healthier no, I don't think so. I don't and more think sustainable so. I mean, like you can that's the thing like chicken tenders can look like many different things right yeah yeah you can have the ones that are you know you bite into it and it looks kind of like a spider web of like mishmash whatever this mm. is versus like this is a piece of chicken this is a quality piece of chicken you know the the oils that they use yeah the 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 way like the batter itself right there there are things that you can do to make even you know conventionally unhealthy foods a lot more healthy Mm. and i some of it has to do with i think there's legitimate cost right growing leafy green vegetables is more expensive than growing corn Mm -hmm. and wheat and soy right Mm -hmm. and so that some of it is an economic thing that the american system doesn't perfectly balance right because our subsidy the 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 reason 
So do you know why subsidies exist? It's not just yeah, it was because of like the, the World War II. They wanted to make sure that they had enough food yes, to, was, in order to feed everybody. It was everybody. intentional surplus. Yeah, we want a system that promotes surplus, so that way when you walk into a grocery store, there's everything available yeah. at all times. No one is hungry. The, the grocery stores are never empty, and it was also because for of an economic reasons. Like, yeah, the guy it brings saying, down the price. Yeah, you were saying it like the they they talk to the guy. Bread who is a made dollar. It. You can buy a whole loaf of bread for a yeah. dollar. Yeah, if you go to Walmart, just a dollar. Like, how many calories is that? Right? Yeah. Well, no one's like, gonna die the, from lack of calories. The percent of your day of your income that you spend on food is like probably it's way less than it used to be, like in the fifties or mm-hmm. the thirties or whatever. Sure. Or like, well, you know, you spend it, it all depends, day long depends, growing your food. It depends on who you are and what you, yeah. Like, yeah. But like the standard American pays less of their percentage. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. And, and but yeah, it's it's the, the availability and the surplus of food, mm. right? And so, but that system has the effect of certain foods are prioritized. And the initial reason for those foods was a caloric reason, right? Yeah. Staples. I mean, if we had rice, we'd grow rice. But instead, we have wheat, we have corn, we yeah. have the, the, the things that have the sugars that are the fundamentals of, you know, carbs, mm. of calories. Yeah, what energy, feeds food. feeds a nation, Yeah, right? And, and it's similarly, like, when you, when you talk about meats, we have chicken. Our chicken, our poultry industry is massive. Yeah, chicken and beef. Chicken and beef. Chicken and beef. Yeah, yeah, pork a bit, but, like... Mainly the chicken and beef. There's a reason why our, our culture doesn't live off of, you know, fish. And yeah, like, fish and goats and stuff like that. And You're goats not really going to get. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like goat meat is more expensive than it should be. Lamb yeah. is more expensive, but, but it's because we've made these systems that ensure that the cost of basic things that everyone needs to survive on a fundamental level, like mm-hmm. nutrition content, is available. Yeah. And... Okay, to, to a certain extent, that doesn't even happen because we have things like food deserts. And right. So, so I mean, I, th- I think yeah. the, the concern, right, is if you if you if you make it even less accessible. So now bread is two dollars. Now now there's more food deserts, and now like, so it's it's a it's a ba- it's an interesting balancing act because I've heard a lot of people who are very anti subsidy, mm-hmm. but oh yeah, it's you know it's corrupt. It's how big wheat is well, in our nation with sugary foods and yeah. I think it's, but it's at the same time like both like it, yeah. it, it, there are a lot of that's people from out the there. perspective of someone who who has no trouble paying for any of their food yeah. at all times they just want cheap healthy food yeah they want their lettuce prices to go down they want their you know they want vegetables to be cheaper yeah and i think everyone to a certain extent like yeah fresh produce that's great. We love fresh produce. Yeah, but not everybody has time to cook a meal with the fresh produce, and they want yep. something they can just buy and eat, and they don't have to do this whole, you know, you yeah. don't have an hour to cook every single day, or, you know, you have a family of picky eaters, and you, you have to cook every day, but you, so you can't make mm-hmm. a batch of food at the beginning of the week, and everybody's going to be fine with eating the same thing every day. Yeah, well, nice. I mean, it depends. You can just tell your kids what to eat. eating single. Yeah. But, yeah. But I don't know. Like, I think that... We, I mean, I'm. I wouldn't be surprised if we make the course correction, but I think that is something that we need to turn going from like as None much food to good food. I and I, yeah, I think that like healthy food has become less of like a tree hugger kind of like oh you eat greens. I'm an American. I eat my steak and I drink my soda. Like I think that people have become yeah, more reasonable, it, particularly about, about that. soda. 
I would yeah. say, particularly. People are very like, oh, that's a lot of sugar yeah. in soda. People are recognizing. But at the same not time. not everyone drinks Coca-Cola. Well, anymore. you remember the whole, like, in New York, they were going to ban a certain size of sodas. And oh. everybody's like, that oh, was no, a, like. that's not freedom. You can't tell me. Yeah, you can't tell me how much soda I'm going to drink however much I want. Now you want paper straws. Yeah. Want, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and you People know. People still love their freedom, but it. it but yeah, you can't drink soda day. all day every day. That's terrible for you. <laughs> I mean, there are people who do that, and I yeah. know of them. And it's kind of like, what the fuck? Like, it's crazy. Yeah. But you know, that's their decision. But I think as a whole, you know, <laughs> I'm reminded. Oh, it's the um, what's it? Parks and Rec. Like I can, I can, you know, eat as much as I want, die of a heart attack at forty, and that's my right as American. Yeah. <laughs> something, something along those. It's paraphrased. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, I have the right to to literally kill myself with food. <laughs> and I think you know, <laughs> which is I, interesting to say because physician assisted suicide not I, so allowed. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think that should be that's fine. That's fine for me. I, if you want to be able to eat yourself to death, I I think we should have the right to eat ourselves to death. I just think that people should be informed. To where and like they need to, they should have so the, the ability to choose. People don't know that. They, people well, don't realize that the soda, the drinking yeah. two gallons of soda every day is killing them. Exactly. I, I don't. I don't, I don't know how many people are that way though. Like I would say, like I would think our educational system is at least pervasive enough to, to teach those basic. As I said, moderation of things that aren't healthy, inclusion of enough diversity to have basic nutrient. I think it's that. sort of like a pickiness thing. Like like I know of people who are like that. Mm -hmm. And I think it kind of goes into like oh, people who only eat the same thing every single. I only eat chicken tenders. I only drink Coke. Water's nasty. Like that is a thing. And I think there are a considerable amount of people who are like that. Sure. What we do about it, you know, like I think they have the right to drink soda every day. You should be able to do that. Yeah. And you know, I think you should be informed. This is bad for you. Well, you know, that, that's that what I'm saying. I, I would say most of those people know that it's bad for them. Yeah. It's not like they that like. So I guess we. Illusion about like, that's it. Like the, the the one person I was thinking about, he, he was actually at the wedding that I was. <laughs> I knew him in college, so he was at that wedding, and he was he's still that way. Chicken tenders all the way mm -hmm. every day. Like, well, it, it was not not at the wedding because there wasn't there was more food. Than yeah, food. you don't just eat chicken tenders at a wedding. But anyway, like <laughs> on a normal daily basis, that would be his diet, and he's like. He's a physician. He's yeah. literally a physician. And he knows, like, yeah, I'm going to die of, you know, a heart attack at, you know, 50 or whatever. Mm -hmm. He knows that. But it doesn't... I... So I guess, yeah, I guess, is that a bad thing? Like, is it, you know, if everybody in America's well, perfectly fine with killing themselves with the food by the age of 40, like, that's their prerogative. Do we need to change? Go well, ahead. Saying, like, the change is happening whether we like it or not. Right? Yeah. The... the the unforced so there, there's the forced change that we all hate right that's the soda bans the, yeah but but i i think the the unforced change right the, the changes in our school menus the like the, the the general availability and popularity right some of its popularity the fact that the, there are more organic you know grocery stores out there now than there were mm. is just strictly because of demand right mm. capitalism they want to make money, and there's people willing to pay money mm -hmm. for perceived. I don't know how much the, there is actual benefit to organic food, but like at yeah. least like people are willing to invest in their health in in a way yeah. that has a you know yeah. I mean gyms like there's way more yeah. gyms now than oh, yeah. ever before. Yeah, like, you, people are. I don't think it's because people are smarter about their health. It's to, it's to 
or aware, I guess. Well, well, I think there's also of, like muscles. Is it definitely like some of it is? Yeah, just cosmetic. Like you could be we want, now. everyone sort of has this perceived notion of what a healthy lifestyle looks like, and they try to pursue it, mm-hmm. right? And I, I don't think that's just a feature of modern times. I think the only thing that's really changed is what that perception is, mm. right? And and I, perhaps you know earlier on there was more perception of like I, I don't know. There, there's still some of it out there, like, oh, like, dad bods, and, like, there's sort of this, this sort of perceived acceptance of unhealthiness yeah. as well, pseudo-healthy. Like, I don't think a dad bod is necessarily an obese body, no, though. No, but but there's sort I of, like, like a, there, there's an acceptance of a certain degree of unhealthiness, right? Not yeah. everyone needs to be a health nut, right? Yeah, but there, no, there's there going to be a hard body walking around buff and... Yeah, yeah, yeah. not everyone's going to go to the gym every single day. Like, there's different. There's acceptance of different body types, but at the same time, there's an understanding that a certain amount of awareness for health, like, of health needs is is there. And I, I, I don't know how new that is. Mm-hmm. A- anyway, I think... Are we, are we like, we are, we are, I, mean, I mean, that is, yeah, because I, I don't know... Is six o'clock is the well. I I don't know that they're actually gonna close it because that's the only reason why. Like nobody's gonna be coming up after us. It's just um, people banging on the window. Get out of here! It, yeah, it was last time. Was like we came here. I was trying to save it, and they're like, "Yeah, it's six o'clock. Everybody has to leave." And we're like, "Oh, well, so I, I had to leave." I, I think yeah, we gotta we gotta cut it. Cut it off. Well, because what is it? We are at fifty five. We're at two hours and eight minutes. That's pretty good. The goal is to have three hours. That's I, been. You said you wanted, you know, short attention span, Zoomer audience. I, you got to pare it down. The, how oh, much of this it, after editing it, is it, actually going to be here? So it goes to 10 p.m. Pretty much like all of it. I don't. This doesn't need editing. The only no. one I needed to edit previously was just because we talked about stuff that he like. He was talking about his research stuff that he you can't you know have public oh for okay, stuff okay. like that so they close at 10 so we don't have to get out of here and like at six i mean i'm down to stay for a bit okay because three hours is the goal so once we get to three then it's you know we'll Might cut it take a break or something yeah <laughs> i mean i guess we can if you need to take a pee break or something like that <laughs> i did just consume quite a bit of tea yeah so why don't we take a break um okay well yeah we'll, we'll take a break we'll be we'll be back there we go. Oh, yeah, and we're, and we're back. And we're back. Wow. <laughs> that easy. I should have adjusted the microphone back to where I was sitting. Uh, yeah, yeah. So I had a thought. So, like. Wow. No transition. Yes. <laughs> I was wondering, like, so the the grind set, right? Like, the American I've heard of this. grind set is something that I think some, it's for some people, but mm-hmm. then it's not for others. Like thinking about like england. it's not binary but yeah well like so so in england they have like what what they call like the tall poppy syndrome and it's almost like if you're climbing it's kind of seen as like hey that's you know you were born or you're like this is your position you should be comfortable and kind of stay here and like seeing people try and climb the ladder a little bit is sort of like you know it's looked down upon and so i could see somebody from england then wanting to go to america where you know everybody's like yeah do whatever you want grind on climb that's you know go get it and so i'm wondering like you know there's obviously people here who aren't grind set minded and may want to go somewhere else sure so like would that be like if we become a one world government let's say 
do you think there will be a province of people who are like this is like the chill province where everybody yeah. just surfs and stuff like that versus well it, 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 like, obviously it would depend on what sort of government that that what like if it's if it's communist russia and you do whatever the party says you do well i don't know yeah but i i, I would imagine if it were to be some sort of democracy some sort of thing where there's a varying level of personal like individual freedom um there would be because simply because like they already exist those those like pockets like as i said even within the united states yeah right you compare new york to california to as i was saying like hawaii very laid back mm -hmm. culturally like like that that can still exist and then you know coexist in the government that we call united mm. states like the, the the form of government doesn't dictate like the culture of local areas right yeah so I, I don't know why that would necessarily even matter well because it's like I, i'm thinking you imagine like a homogenization right yeah as but we become more less culturally distinct from well, each other because i think what you know when not necessarily when I think of China, but like we'll say when I think of China, just because like because you've been there so many times. Exactly, like I think of it, it's not like you know, it's it's not as free. Like everybody's worried, like I don't want to join, be in communist China where I can't do whatever I want. I don't have the freedom I want. But like going over there, I'm wondering if like yeah, I'm pretty sure you have a certain like they have levels of freedom there. It's not as though everything yeah. is completely controlled. Yeah, you okay? You there, there's. There's good and there's bad, right? There, like for example, we were talking to to Shaw. She was describing what their school system is like. It was insane. Like they, they were they, they, their high school would mm -hmm. go from seven a.m. to ten p.m. every like six days a week, which really? to me is insane. Yeah, but but like the that result of that, yeah, it sounds awful. The result of that is they were way like way ahead of us in terms of like they're doing organic chemistry in high school. Uh huh. Or like high level um well, uh, like what the expected you know top end you know you're taking ap so that means advanced placements you're really taking college courses but mm. you know we're letting you take it in high school that's gen chem at most yeah right and so th they're just like year or two ahead of us in terms of everything like they were doing differential equations like they're, they're just ahead uh-huh and i mean it makes sense they spent more time in a classroom learning it makes sense that yeah. they're ahead and so like there's a consequence but there, there there's a benefit to it i mean i guess what you describe as a benefit because does everyone really need to learn differential you know i mean no to but survive I mean, in society this seems Not advantageous for all like but yeah for for like societally there's advantage I'm, but but in terms of like individual freedom right so it's true right you can't just spout out your you know anti-government sentiment you know wish ill upon like but but th there's restrictions to freedom here too right you can't make death threats at the president yeah right you can't th there's certain things you can't do and say here in the yeah, united states like there fire are in a movie theater. yeah there's restrictions to even like the holiest of holy you know yeah. things that we love as our, our freedoms first amendment number first one amendment, you can't say whatever you want second yeah. amendment you can't own whatever gun you want yeah and it, our, our society is kind of better for it i don't yeah. want anyone who wants to to own like an rpg or whatever yeah, yeah. grenade launchers and things like 
you know, let's minimize the number of, you know, personally owned tanks we have out there mm-hmm. in the world. <laughs> <laughs> you don't think we'll not be better for off a healthy that. society, right? <laughs> but, but, you know, their, what their priorities are are different, mm-hmm. right? What they value is different. And so they value the stability that the higher level of control affords, mm-hmm. right? There is like, I, I was talking to, to um, Shaw's husband, um, Zhang Fei, about this, and like a lot of what he sees in the United States is chaos, mm-hmm. right? Social media chaos, riots, and like, ri- like. It's a crazy, yeah. yeah. Everyone's got different opinions. Like, we just had, like, a supposed insurrection. Like, yeah, things are not looking very stable in the United States. And, okay, some of it, we like to blame other countries, and they don't, you know, China doesn't buy it. Mm. That, no, it's not Russian interference or Chinese hackers that are causing us to hate each other. No, it's kind of endemic to our structure as we value individual freedom at mm. a core level. And, like that the line that we've drawn is in a different place. And so as a result, different result, but is one better, is one worse? I don't, mm. yeah, that is a good question. Cause I feel like. It's what we've uh, associated as optimal. Cause we're, that's what we're familiar with. Yeah. Well, it's curious. Cause like on the one hand, like what I want my kid to be doing organic chemistry in high school, like, yeah, that sounds great. Maybe. But what I, I don't want know. My I don't kid, even know that. I mean, but what I want him there all the time, like. Well, so that, that's the other thing. Like, like the, their of. expectations for work are much higher, right? Yeah. In addition to that, it's not as if the parents are home either. They both of them were working full time. Like, mm-hmm. like they were working that late too, right? That I, I think, um, what was it? In in at least middle income. So I'm talking like middle class office type you know job the common policy i think it was was it it was 699 is what they're, they're that was common because i thought that was like the factory worker kind of thing like i didn't think that was no that's like office work expected you work six days a week from 9 a.m to 9 p.m is the is like standard oh uh-huh. which to us right it that's 12 hours it's times six that's 72 hours a week yeah that's well yeah that's double. almost double what our standard oh 40 hour work week and then that pales in the comparison to like a lot of european countries think 40 is a crazy amount right yeah the like i'm thinking of like spain and stuff like that where like 40 is a lot to them and so like their definition for what you know work balance family like their expectations are just different right for yeah. what is what is reasonable what is acceptable and they, they live a life that fundamentally looks different than ours. And so it's hard for us to evaluate and like, oh, no, you guys work too hard. Oh, no, you guys. And uh, I, I think there are actually, you know, side effects of that, right? Mm-hmm. In terms of, um, like, we think about, like, social ability. We think about, like, creativity. Things that we associate more with, like, American culture. Mm-hmm. We have more control like we have because we have more personal time we have more time for socialization where there's a there's a very real concern that in china that like population of people doesn't have enough time to socialize with each other and as a result they're 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 suffering from even more like an extreme version of what we're suffering from with social media that we're all kind of distanced from ourselves and we're not Mm -hmm. you know very integrated yeah everyone is very isolated 
and it, it's it's almost seen as even more extreme because there's even less opportunity for social interaction, mm. right? And so, like, pros and cons. Yeah. Pros and cons. I mean, well, are they happier than us? Are they more depressed than us? I don't I mean, know. They're probably addicted to less opiates. <laughs> I mean, yeah. <laughs> but I wonder if that, because that's another thing that, like, because, like, a lot of fentanyl and drugs like that are manufactured in China and then shipped over here to the U.S. or shipped to places like, that, like New, New Zealand or something like that. Mm. Whereas, like, you know, you don't hear about that being a problem in China. Like, okay, maybe it's suppressed by the government, but I don't think that, like... It might be a problem. I like, I, yeah, I don't know. That is sort of a surprising thing. And... No, no, it's just our system has inherent flaws in it. And one of those flaws is we kind of suck at healthcare. Like yeah. We're pretty bad at it. Yeah. All things considered. And that, that's one thing that, that Schwab's also talking about, her healthcare system. There's a lot of problems with it, too, because there's, what she perceives anyways, there's, like, equal value placed in traditional Chinese medicine and in, like, um, like modern Western modern medicine. Western medicine. Mm. And so there's a lot of conflict that comes from that, right? Mm-hmm. Because there aren't necessarily like agreeing identities and that manifests itself in hospital. Mm-hmm. And so like there's populations of people where you can kind of pick and choose what kind of medicine you want. And that's not always what's best for a patient, right? Mm-hmm. But that's that's not a feature of our system. Our 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 medical yeah. care system suffers from very different problems. Yeah, right? it's almost like, purely Western. Yeah, well, it, it's it's not that it's almost really Western. It's that like ours has to do with like our financial structure and how insurance well, yeah. works. Yeah, and uh, like, yeah, I'm not saying have, that's the problem. I'm just saying that's like that's something that we don't really like the holistic medicine. Like, yes, mm-hmm. it may it might be more popular, and like I guess that has to do with DOs, but I'm sure that's not you know. No, 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 like, like, like that exists here too, and I I think you know f- for the most part it's to our country's benefit or our population's benefit that there exists complementary and alternative medicines that yeah. are good for certain people, mm. right? It, it, I, the, there are, you know, scientific papers talking about, oh, the benefits of ac- acupuncture and mm. various other, you know, uh, non-traditional Well, I'm just thinking of, Western like, medicines. the whole, like, give, you know, a pill will solve your problem kind of thing. That's like, what I'm saying. Getting away from that. Yeah. Right? That, like, you don't need pain medication. You yeah. can just have you acupuncture. Don't, you don't you need don't a gastric need... bypass. Yeah, eat like, less or yeah, eat, eat better food. Dieting. Like, th- yeah. there are more healthy ways in order to, with less side effects, right, that you can maintain a healthy life mm. that, cool, that can exist, that can be beneficial, mm-hmm. right? But at the same time, like, the one of the other problems with, with China's system is that it, it's very... Um, What's the word? Well, it's almost the egalitarian. That's the right word. So, like, physicians don't make a lot of money, mm-hmm. right? They don't. They don't make nearly as much. And then at the same time, um, because everything is controlled by the, their healthcare system, um, the service is a lot more egalitarian. Mm-hmm. So everyone waits in the same lines, unless you have like special connections mm-hmm. and power. That always exists, but unless you have that you're in the same system and it's everyone gets the same basic quality care mm-hmm. for the most well I, I shouldn't even say that because access matters right if, if you're in beijing yeah you're gonna get a lot better medicine than you're like gonna get rural china rural wherever <laughs> yeah 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 so obviously there's still differences regionally where you are but it's not like here where there's almost like 
two tiers of medicine, right? There's the paid tier and then there's the unpaid tier. And that's mm. right. Un, or not unpaid. There's the uninsured tier, which mm. is not very good for you, right? In yeah. terms of, you know, you, you, you basically rely on emergency medicine. That That's that whole ecosystem that is actively bad for us, right? Mm-hmm. That doesn't necessarily exist in the same way in China, where mm. right, there's... Yeah, it's basically universal healthcare, and, but but the the consequences also they don't do as much innovation, right? Mm-hmm. There's a reason why a lot of the the scientific research for it happens here, despite the fact that right they're all, all overqualified, right? They all take an orco and all that. Yeah. The, the, despite that, because of the funding structure of our system, right, we get a lot more you know advanced high tech cancer treatments and like the latest cutting edge new treatment for you know whatever surgery that mm. robot provided like that's all invented here still and that that's because of the way our funding structure is very tiered well i wonder because that, that seems to be brought up a lot as kind of the the uh, thing the advantage that america has is our creativity our ability to innovate we have we're free so we can come up with new stuff whereas they're so systematically minded that they're just they don't know how to create (laughs) but they outnumber us yeah like five to one yeah it's like oh statistically they're bound to have people who can come up with stuff um but But it's, it's it's that's what i'm saying it's the structure Right, it's the structure. Is, I wonder if it's just they a matter of less R and D jobs. They have more. They have more like basic healthcare jobs. They have more like, like they, they are more focused on the maintenance of their own system. Well, what I'm thinking right? is that it's not necessarily that they are. They live able. longer. Well, than I'm wondering. Us, like, right? I don't. Th- I don't think it's that they are. In, are they're not as capable of crea- creativity as we are? I think it's a matter yeah, of like we've just been around longer. We've been in a position to where we can be the oh, research. Oh, you saying types. like we've got all the institutions? And like, the, like yeah. I'm saying that you give China no. enough time, and they're going to be creating their own stuff, and they're going to be innovating. Like, I don't, I don't think that it, don't, we are unique in that. Like, right before before our you know in like all of the the colleges and all that you know where all of our innovation comes from before silicon valley before all this mm. stuff like innovation happened in other places right england that's yeah. where the the industrial revolution yeah from. i mean yeah germany that's where like nitrogen fixing was yeah, invented and, and all like, that like most yeah. of chemical engineering like the yeah. field proper is from germany yeah right it, it, and so like innovation isn't doesn't come from institution right it comes from culture to a certain extent. like what i'm saying is because of their culture where the focus is not on standing out making a mark for yourself in the world it's focused on taking care of the people around you it's focused on community it's focused on family mm-hmm. not individual need or want or gain mm-hmm. right there's less research mm. there's less i'm going to invent the thing there's more i'm going to become a doctor i'm going to help people i'm going to strengthen our community right there's that there's more Mm. of that and that manifests itself not just in medicine but i think in other fields too Mm -hmm. that it's more about being in the moment being being (sighs) zen is the wrong word Mm. but like being um yeah being present being focused on dealing with the people around you um, being there for your family, being there for your community, rather than 
envisioning a brighter tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Ancient, being well, present. Well, so I wonder. Being it, is future minded. Is that good? Is that bad? I mean, yeah. Who's to say, really? Uh, <laughs> why? Why associate those adjectives? Like, I. I mean, well, I guess it is choosing the best. Pros and cons. You know, like. What do you know? Because we're, I think, humanity or, like, society, the people. Well, I think what we do need is diversity. Yeah. Well, so, I think we have diversity. Well, that's what I'm saying. You know. and, we're, and, we're, and we're passing that with flying colors. Yeah. Right? So, so um, <laughs> woo. <laughs> yeah, I know. We're, we're doing okay. Mm-hmm. We haven't died yet. Um, but one, one thing that I thought was interesting is what, uh, this, this, again, comes from that alien worlds thing, is um, anytime there's an extinction event, that happens. Mm. Who tends to thrive? It's the generalists that thrive, mm. right? It's the ones, the scavengers who can eat anything. They can, you know, they can adapt to their sh- shifting environments. They can figure out what they need to do. They have the flexibility to survive when things change. When a meteor hits and all of a sudden things get cold, all the plants die, mm. right? They're the ones that can that can eke it out. Whereas the the specialists. You know, I'm talking about like the um, like the dinosaurs, for example. They were all very specialized, right? The, the you know Tyrannosaurus Rex really can only survive if there's you know large herbivores roaming around, mm-hmm. right? And those really rely on large amounts of plants. They're specialized to their niche. But mm-hmm. when these extinction events occur, they all die out because they don't have any ability to adapt to the adjusting conditions. Mm-hmm. But what I'm saying in terms of looking at one species. Having a diverse set is important, right? Mm. To ensure to ensure that there are some generalists, there are some diverse, there are specialists, because the the specialists make a diverse ecosystem, right? Mm. They're the what they're what the rainforest is, right? They're 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 the they're what make progress happen. Yeah. But then the generalists are also good because they they're stability, mm. right? And so I think you need both. It's it's not to yeah. say that. Either one is good or bad. It, it almost, um, wow, this is getting very nerdy very fast. Mm. Um, um, there's this, this idea in thermodynamics, mm. right, that when, when, you, when you have a process, you, you're almost having a balancing act between how robust it is and how efficient it is. Mm. So you can make a system that's really robust, but every time, you, like the more robust you make a system, the less efficient it is over time. Mm. And so when you make a system more and more efficient, the um, you take away its ability to adapt. So again, it's it's becoming more specific as opposed to being general, mm. right? And so um, one of the things that, the, you know, the commentary, at least about our, our society and kind of why it, it really sucked at adapting to COVID mm. had to do with the fact that we're very specialized. Things were very interlocked and reliant on each other, and mm. these these the, and the supply complex, chain. yeah, the supply chains are complex interactions that are really very interdependent. And if anything fails, then it all kind of just bleh. Mm-hmm. Whereas something more robust is able to more safely handle, yeah, or to to able to thrive in an environment. And like African economies are probably doing fine. Like they weren't really, you know, or like we'll say. Hunter gatherer, like what's the, what's the word? Like you yeah, sustain yeah. yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Something that are more self reliant, right? Are 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 better adapting. And you know, come an extinction event, it's not the software developers aren't those aren't the people living. No, it's mm. the ones that happen to also you know grow. They know how to grow their own food, and they're 
mm. naturally more generalist. Yeah. Right? And so, some of both is nice. You need some of both. Yeah, yeah, you need some jack-of-all-trades, but you also need your experts. Yeah, because, again, experts, someone's got to cure cancer, someone's got to yeah figure out this global warming shit exactly yeah you need the president who knows a little bit about everything but he also needs to call in the iraq guy to say okay i know all about iraq culture i know exactly what's exactly. going on here exactly. this is how you want to yeah, do you this need, you need both so we're not fucked i guess that's good <laughs> i mean i think everybody likes to think we're fucked which may be a good mindset so we make sure we're not fucked but like maybe maybe so so, so my outlook on it is we don't know whether or not we're fucked. Um, can't get complacent. We can't get complacent. Obviously, we can't get complacent. But everybody needs to calm down. <laughs> but there's no use in getting, like, doomsday. Global warming! I'm well, no, no, I'm saying that, know. like, we're, let's work towards policy solutions that do the right thing. You mm-hmm. know, Paris Climate Accord, great. Yeah. Let's do that. Let's not Let's not go too fast on that fossil fuel junk. Yeah. Right? So, so like that but at the Balance. same time yeah have an understanding that like we need the yin and yang yeah we need both yes. we need both dang see but i don't know like it just maybe that's just the human mindset but it, well, we're most, naturally we're, we're we're we are an anxious people we want to ensure a future yeah right we want we're, we're very future focused well i guess that's the same with all animals no though. like well like not that but like anxious. our ability to plan our ability to like think about the future is fundamentally different humans yeah but right? i'm saying we like learn from survival. each other in a way that is different we but, build upon each other's achievements in a way that is different that is what makes us different right the fact that i don't need to reinvent gravity or rediscover gravity yeah right I just take Newton's word for it. I don't even, like, I never met Newton. I just know a book that, or I read a book once that I was told to read that told me everything that Newton learned, right? But I'm saying that, that, like, even, even, like... humans can... uh, But but it's it's instinctual, like, how a deer, if a deer hears a sound, it's not going to be like, oh, it's probably nothing. Like, if a deer hears a sound, instantly it's like, I'm going to die, I need to run. Mm-hmm. Like, it is, because that instinct. is the way, that is the way it needs to live, because any moment could be a life or death that's situation. That's, that's entirely instinctual. But, right? but and that's but, evolutionary, that's because all the deers that didn't do that, Right, but I'm saying that, they like, died to bears. <laughs> us, us in, in that same respect, like, we can't get complacent to where it's like, uh, global warming, like, oh, we'll, we'll probably get fine, we'll have to wait and see. Like, we are in a mindset of, like, the world's going to end, but we can see the future. So the world's not going to end right now, but, like, the world is going let's, to be ending soon. Let's plan a good route for us. Yeah. yeah that's, that's, that's but, I think, as, as far as we need to get with it. Let's mm-hmm. Let's plan out something... But I guess it's the death, the death instinct that is what keeps us from, <laughs> like keeps everybody oh, that, sort okay, of yeah. wondering, keeps everybody scared. Yeah. Yeah, where are we at? Okay, we got half an hour. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I, I don't know. Like, so, so the, I think the way to think about it, right, is that, that there's current threats, right? There, there's the things that we kind of see, perceive, yeah. you know, nuclear war, nuclear war, things that we have control over, right? So there's two, two categories: the mm. things that we control, things we can't, like mm. the, all the asteroids and the, yeah, we, we're pretty much screwed. Or the thing, you know, the gamma rays, or yeah, the solar flare scenario, the aliens that want to kill the whole planet. Mm-hmm. Exactly, we're fucked. Yeah, right. But of the things that we can perceive, right? There's the stuff we can control. We should try to do our best, do whatever. There's stuff that we can't really perceive or we can't really control. 
and yeah, we can kind of contingency plan it and, mm-hmm. you know, Svalbard, the, the, yeah. the seed vault or whatever. And is it Sweden, Iceland, I forget it's, where it is. It's somewhere I, up it's, north. Yeah. It's off of Sweden. I'm pretty sure. Or Norway. I want to say it's Norway. I don't yeah, know. Norway's it's the one on the cold. Old. Yeah. Yeah. It's somewhere cold. Near Nor- they're Norway, Sweden neighbor. Yeah. There. Okay. Anyways. Yeah, we, we've got, you know, yeah. at least some degree of let's, let's back up our save file. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but at the same time, what do you really do about that? And then, and then on top of that, there's all the all the shit that we have no idea that's coming, mm-hmm. right? Like, yeah, we kind of like, ooh, singularity, that might be a problem, maybe. I what? What is that? What singularity you... when the robots? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Maybe it's not gonna look like Terminator. I'll tell you that. I, well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, well, why would they design themselves to look like us? I guess. But, I don't, I don't or think you don't that's think necessarily it? Or you I, think I, they I, would murder everybody like that? I would say the, the the closer thing would be like a matrix thing almost, but it wouldn't be it wouldn't be like a oh we're gonna harvest you for your resources thing. It it, it would more be a like they are the caretakers and we're in a virtual mm. like prison basically. It, do you think they would like think we're stupid? Like would they be like soulless? Like no, would it that, be a priori singularity means they have they like, have. Is it even possible, soul though? Stuff. I guess, you know, that goes back to, like, what do you think the soul is? Like, do no, dogs no. have souls? <laughs> like, I don't... I don't see why not. Because, like, when I look at a dog and, like, it it has feelings. And then it doesn't just have, like... It has, like, a personality, yeah. you know? So, like, but an ant? Like, uh... No personality. Yeah. But is that, like, is it a lower level soul? Like, is there different levels to the soul? But then that kind of goes to, like... What does it mean to have a soul, Is right? Is it based on, like, the complexity of your brain? Or is it just is an inherent thing that's, like, given... Theological concept, right? It's this sort of notion that there's some consciousness that we have that isn't intrinsic to our physical presence, right? Yeah. It is... Yeah, the the sort of you know mind well, body but you, spirit it's the spirit element i the think it's that, like inescapable that like the soul is kind of where science and theology have to meet because every human knows they are alive like like you, you know you're walking like you are in there and like you know it's especially if somebody tells you like oh you know you're just uh your brain is made this way because your genetics and then all the things that happen to you and so your choices have already been planned out for you like so you're basically a robot right but why you know a robot goes and does all the things it's supposed to do but it doesn't necessarily have to be like something in the robot watching itself do all these things like why do i have to be in my head in order to see me you know pick up this can for me to just do it based off of the predetermined way that I am. I, so that, that has more to do with, okay, okay to be fair, the, 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 the idea of free will and the, the idea of a soul are kind of connected um, concepts. And, and in fact, right, if you're, the, there's a religious, um, what is it called, predetermination? I forget the, the exact term for it. Mm. But the basic idea behind it was that, you know, if you believe, if you were to believe in an all-knowing, all-powerful God, mm. right? If that is your premise, that there is God out there, he's all-knowing, he, they, whatever. Mm. At the time, he. Um, all-knowing entity. Guy with then, a beard. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. but 
God already knows what you're going to do, right? Mm. God, he knows everything. He's mm. all-knowing. He he knows you're going to misbehave here. You're going to do this here. You're going to... And he knows. You're going to hell. Yeah. Sorry. You're going to hell. He knows that ahead of time. Mm. You're going to heaven. He knows that ahead of time. Mm. There's nothing that an individual has outside of God's knowledge right that can determine their fate their fate is predetermined mm-hmm. or again i'm i'm misquoting something cuz it's i don't think it's predetermination it might be predetermination anyway but the whole idea is theology had taken them to a point of no longer having free will right mm-hmm. because everything was as god prescribed mm-hmm. and so when we think about like what are now our notion of free will or what what could potentially take our free will away from us right is this this mechanistic thing like yes we have a brain mm. inside our brain there's these chemicals that fire off you know and they they obey the laws of physics just like every other part of the universe mm. right and so yeah that's i mean okay quantum mechanics i guess some of it's random some of it's probabilistic maybe that's where things get all weird and solely mm if you're if you're you're super in the in the in the sauce there um but like at a fundamental level it's predetermined the chemical reaction is going to happen but but like a computer doesn't sit there and like see or at least we don't know that like it sees everything it's doing like uh, like you are sitting in your head and you are seeing it all why is that what do you mean by see like like i i am in my head i am sitting in my you are head, aware. I am aware. I, it's like I am like it's a movie playing all around me. I'm sitting in. in it's my, not just see in, though. It's also well, here. It's like, also right, right. Perceive. You know, you have ability to judge, but, evaluate. But okay. But these are tasks that a computer could do. Why? Why is my perception necessary? Or why does like perception is a component? Whereas there's that, and then there is doing things if i am a bunch if i'm just a switchboard of yeses and nos that are pre-programmed and we're just going through cycle one two three you know mm-hmm. and this is exactly what's going to happen why is there a need or why not necessarily a need but like how does perception happen because of that like a computer is taking inputs and those inputs are going through a calculation and then it gives an output but mm-hmm. where in that point is there part of the computer that's watching the input and the output happen and saying oh maybe i was a little mean to that guy or something like that <laughs> like like why do i need to sit no, and that, watch that, everything that isn't that isn't a function of what i think the like the consciousness is right the perception is not consciousness but like those are different things i think i think that is like Like like, perception is just noticing things the ability to perceive is the ability to notice right to to make assessments of situations and to make decisions based upon those like a a computer is capable of that task right What, what is the computer not capable of doing that we can do like there is like somebody in the computer there's nobody in the computer, you know? Like, there is nobody who is... I mean, who, who's inside your brain? Like, I don't know. Like, I'm in... Like, I'm I'm here. I'm, I'm in me. Yeah. I don't I don't fully, you know... It's not like I go through my head and I think, okay, this, therefore this, therefore this, therefore this. But you don't even have this, knowledge this. of what's going on. Exactly. I don't... Yeah, I don't understand the lower levels of my brain. I'm not consciously thinking about breathing, although maybe, you know, now we are both manually breathing. Uh-huh. Congratulations. But, like... 
there is like I have a soul. Like I am I'm in here and I'm looking around. Mm-hmm. Why is that part of it when like if you take away me viewing everything and me being conscious of it, if you just have it so that like Oh, Joey comes. I say hello to Joey because that's what I say. I've been uh, all my culture, whatever, has predetermined that I'm going to have this conversation with Joey. We're going to do these things. We're both wearing the certain clothes that has all been predetermined. Mm. Why then am I here to watch it all? Like if, <laughs> if why am you, I here to watch? If it all? you build two, well, that, that com- is a more fundamental question. Like like if you build not. two robots that have like AI word generators. If I say hello, the robot does all the calculations. Okay, hello is the right response. You can take two robots, put them in suits, put them in a room together, and they'll go back and forth for not forever. Not very good. Well, the, but the quality's not the point. It's like they'll go back and forth and they'll ping pong back yeah, and forth based sure. on the systems in their head. Yeah. But they're not having a conversation. There's nobody, they're not there. There's not somebody within the robot who is like perceiving the conversation like if you closed it off into a room it's you know it's just like a thing that's it's just going on but like there's no soul there's nobody like observing there's no you, you know what i'm saying like i don't know how to describe it that's what i'm saying like, observing it, is the wrong word but like okay you're in your head are you not like you are like there's a light behind mm-hmm. your eyes there is you <laughs> you know but like a computer is not it's soulless. It's a thing. It is a rock that we've tricked into doing stuff. You know, it is the equivalent of a, a rock rolling down a hill. It hasn't, you know, the rock isn't like, whoa, here I go, you know, I'm rolling. It just does that because that's the way the system is. If we are just doing this because this is the way the system is, why, are, why do we have people in our heads observing it all? Well, so... I think the only thing you could you could really the only conclusion that you could reach I would think would become would be that it is an evolutionarily selected for trait, right? But like, how does that if what is that even evolved? Like, how do you evolve well, consciousness? Like, what is consciousness? Like, it's, well, it's again, right? We're, we're we're going back to just physically what's there, right? Because mm. physically what's there is. It's, there's a brain there. And the brain right. we know does various things. It reacts in certain ways. If you put this, you know, put the electrode over here, it's going to do certain things. If you you shock this part, you know, mind mm-hmm. them or make them kick or whatever, whatever, you know. Different parts of the brain different, do different things. And somewhere in there is what we perceive as consciousness, right? Mm. And then we also know that, you know, evolutionarily, brain... You know, we started as jellyfish with n- nervous nets that kind of just, you touch it, it'll... Yeah. That's really all it knows, right? I guess, not great for podcast. I, I imitated what a jellyfish does when yeah, you poke yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it kind of pushes away. And it's similar like a... Um, anyway, anyway. Like, over time, you know, cognition developed because it became advantageous to do so, right? Things that were more aware of their surroundings had a increased amount of survivability right mm-hmm. and it was more a question of how much resource can we viably put into this because you know our brains actually do require a lot of it, of our energy mm-hmm. uh, in addition I, I think most still is our is our heat system but you know like okay and also but but the the more complex systems rely upon a a, a more like robust foundation that's why i think humans kind of became more generalist mm. that's why we spread like we did 
compared to when you think of other species, they they tend to find wherever their niche is and then they hang out there. And if they you know get too far away from that, then they don't do as well, so they die off, right? Mm. That's why you don't see you know zebras in Montana. Well, you might there might be some zoos there, mm. but anyway, anyway, the um the point is that like over time the brain develops and it got to a, a, a critical mass, right? Where it was able to do that, mm. where it was able to like the, it became more and more evolutionarily advantageous to pay the cost than to not. And so over time it just sprung from that. But when does it go like what, at what level of complexity does saying. something get a soul? You're, like a you're asking the wrong question, right? Because the reality is there's a, I mean, it's, it's not a spectrum of, you know. Or like, does a jellyfish have a soul? Because like a computer is far more complicated than a jellyfish. That's what I'm saying. You're, you're asking the wrong question. In what way? Like, what is the right question? Well, that's what I'm saying is like the, the, there's varying degrees of intelligence perceived in animals, mm. right? And we're, we're able to accept at least some ordinal you know, scale of, well, my dog is smarter than this, you know, mushroom, mm -hmm. right? That That's that's a totally rational thing to think. Mm. And, and similarly, I, I can perceive that, oh, yeah, my dog has more feelings than this mushroom. My dog has more of a quote-unquote soul than that. But it isn't necessary to have a threshold of soul, no soul, right? There's no, there's no need to present this line in the sand or even present like a a soul percentage where 100 percent is humans because of course we're the standard um mm. for the system that we invented yeah how original we're full and, souls and zero is rocks right yeah. like that that and you know you you take dogs they're probably 90 something you take a, a squid it's like 30 something and you take a but like and it's like 10 inanimate versus animate you know like well, animate just means moves but like but like okay like something is alive like a virus is debatably alive or not well, living again but like like a computer is not alive but what i'm saying is these things are definitions that we have we've decided because we we obsess upon having these categories for right, things. right right but, but I'm, it, fundamentally it's asking the wrong question of the but, but i'm wondering like what is it that makes the difference between a computer and something that's al like alive having a soul because it's like so like, does a virus care whether or not it's alive does like, a virus function differently whether or not it's alive like okay well like one like okay trees versus like animals you know like an animal can have a soul but i don't think a tree has a soul or but is that because i can't tell because the tree can't move so i you know but when you cut it down it's growing on the inside yeah, like, it, it, yeah versus like saying. but like no, a bacteria because we know right that like a tree doesn't like it doesn't have the capacity for those things right it doesn't have the capacity for pain it like yes it has some awareness of a, its environment it kind of grows towards the light and it kind of you know tries it follows this very rudimentary instinct that it has that helped it stay alive mm. right it it grows roots and it looks for water and it does these things that help it maintain itself mm -hmm. but, but fundamentally it's not it it doesn't have the appearance in any way of being you know in control of itself it's just so why it's, it's nature it is natural it happens of itself right similar to how we breathe on our own mm. the tree grows on its own mm -hmm. it doesn't have to think about it it just does right okay 
right? But, and so that's why I'm saying you're asking the wrong question. But the, like the question, like the soul, the like, okay, the level of soul, yes. Okay, maybe there's different levels, different the spectrum of soul, whatever. Mm-hmm. But I'm wondering, like, I don't think that you, like, that just because you make a computer complex enough, if you just give it all the inputs and outputs of a person, that it's just going to inherently Why not? have a soul. I don't, that just doesn't, like, it doesn't make sense to me. Like, if you have a computer and it walks well, like I'm a certainly human. now, modern-age computers certainly can't. Yeah. I agree. But what I'm saying is, like, what excludes that future from, Well, what uh, precludes that from existing? Well, I don't, like, part of it, I guess, is just, like, how do you prove that? Because, like, there's always the question of, there's, like, am I the only person here? Like, are well, yeah, you a program? There is, no, there is no ability to prove it. So the, the question is mute. The only thing us as humans are going to perceive is why are these robots demanding rights but i don't right? think i don't think it is i don't think it is moot because it's like it, it, that's the only thing we're going to perceive we're going to see oh the robots don't like how they're being treated that's the only thing that we're going to but be will to they see. what like would they get mad at how they're treated or they just keep going because they're robots and they can just go forever well the idea behind the singularity right the yeah. whole notion is that at is, some point they will gonna start to feel or like well, i guess well, they'll, they'll feel different things than that's us. what i'm like, saying would they never get their tired? understanding of feel will be fundamentally different than our understanding of feel right in the same way as our understanding of emotions and feeling is different than a dog yeah we can kind of understand based on you know universal cues and based on how things communicate yeah, with happy each dog, other. Sad yeah, dog. happy dog sad dog hungry dog angry dog it's growling at me like yeah th- there's fundamental things that we can use to communicate but at the end of the day the question but, is mute i uh, but i think that kind of answers the or i necessarily answer but like I guess that goes towards the God question or kind of like, we the, will, what do you believe? Like, are we just stuff? Is belief necessary? Well, I'm not saying belief is necessary, but I'm saying like in pursuit of figuring out what the fuck is going on, I'd like to know, you know, do we have souls? Is I that know, something? I think there is some intelligence in recognizing that a question is unanswerable. It is ill-defined and not worth answering. I mean... I, I think it is worth answering, though. I mean, that, that could go saying. towards like that's what I'm saying. If the question doesn't make sense to answer, then it, you're 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 simply just wasting your time hyper focusing mm. on it, right? Like if you've come to a place where you've recognized that there is no way to answer this question, this question does not make con like does not make sense in the context of human understanding, mm. right? Then is it is it worth our time to even consider? I think so. I mean, I guess it makes for good podcast content. Well, yeah, but like, I guess, <laughs> like you know, just like there's people like they were questioning like before the LED was invented, they were kind of like, oh, we don't know if this research is really valuable or not. But then something came out of it. I think like in the pursuit of it, do you think at some point we're going to figure out soul science? I mean that that could be something like what you know bring somebody back from the dead like okay maybe you know Ah, maybe that's not possible but like yeah what happens like if their brain is still there and like all the connections are still in the place that they were we still don't know whether or not it's actually them or it's i mean yeah but like okay simulation if you you could cut their head off and make sure they get enough blood and nutrients through the blood like okay, they're still a conscious person. If they can like live forever, yeah, can but they the live brain forever? will degrade, and that, yeah, that's not a. But like okay, if you could copy every single connection, problem. 
if you could copy every single connection in a brain, yeah, you still don't know it. So, but like, let's but say the cloning problem. But right? I'm saying theoretically, you go through, you scan every single neuron. That's exactly, the cloning problem. But okay, exactly the moment before you die, mm -hmm. every single connection, whatever, you map it out in a computer, mm -hmm. you turn it on, it walks like Joey, it talks like Joey. How do you know that there is a Joey in there? You don't. But you can't. I, I think we can. I think we can. I don't know how we can. You get your soul, your your soul stick, and you you, you, you stick it up and you measure. It like I, I don't think it's. I don't think it's good to say no. We can't. Just don't waste your time on it. Like I think it's good to to wonder. I think that's like. Uh, it's I, good to wonder. Well, okay, yeah, it's good to wonder. Well, yeah, but like. I think that's something that is worth putting time into. Because, like, so that for would example, so for example, mm. right? We have an understanding, right? You, you you've learned this in like general chemistry mm. that there are certain unknowns in the universe, right? There's like um, the principle the Heisenberg uncertainty principle, right? Mm. Like, if if you've measured some, you know, it's it, it's more about you know position and momentum and all these things. But like, if you measured one thing. You can fit like it is not possible to measure the other. Mm -hmm. It is it is a feature of nature that there's an unknown built in, mm -hmm. right? Is it worth pursuing trying to to break that? I mean, maybe but, we were wrong. But yeah, maybe, we might not. You know, maybe you can. Maybe know. our our you know maybe quantum physics is bunk, and maybe you know at the end I, of the day, maybe we're close, but we're not all the way. Like the whole EMC E equals MC squared, like that's not right everywhere in the universe like in some extreme cases they found that that doesn't apply like i don't I, I don't know exactly where but that's true like einsteinian physics or whatever you want to call it isn't exactly correct about everything well so but it's a good rule of thumb for the majority of all cases so like i think there might be a possibility we should still pursue it and see okay maybe we can break this and, and what i'm saying is the, the the places that we're going to break this are going to be in those extreme environments and examples where humans cannot exist right it's going to be in the black holes and the, yeah the equivalents but, of the universe but i think we can also like we don't necessarily maybe we could send a probe out there or whatever <laughs> or like once we evolve to sure. another level because like okay if you meet an alien that has more of a soul than you what does that even mean exactly like, what does that mean well, that like, doesn't mean anything would we be able to perceive that like no we because be at the end of the see? day we're gonna look at them they're gonna look at us they're gonna assume they're superior we're gonna assume we're superior and maybe there's conflict maybe we get along who knows well i wanted like okay a dog yeah, like does a dog look and see like, oh, that's just a really weird dog, or do you think they're like, man, that guy's really smart? I have no or, idea like, what a dog thinks. <laughs> well, like, I know, but it's like, well, it's probably you, some of both, right? What do you think it thinks? Right, we know that like dogs, you know, they they kind of follow the pack mentality even with humans, mm. right? That sort of the alpha and stuff. Uh, some like, of that's a little bunk with the, the oh alpha male, all that stuff. Yeah, but, but like, you get the, the boss sort of, of the yeah, house. Th there's the, like they they adopt their role. Like they fit a social role within our family mm. or within a family, right? They they have an ability to interact with us in mm. a way that is social, mm -hmm. right? And so it's it, that doesn't preclude them from having a soul. It doesn't mean that they they perceive our soul as oh they're weird and they're different. No, no, they they're just social creatures that interact in the ways that they have a capacity for interacting. Right? Mm. They interact in how they can. We interact in how we can. Mm -hmm. The aliens are going to interact in however they do, right? And maybe that makes sense to us. Maybe it doesn't. Yeah, but like, okay. Do they have a soul? 
but but it would like okay the whole religion question like i think that would solve a lot of problems if we could say you know hey well yeah religion yeah. is always good at doing solving solving the questions that weren't very yeah but like okay there's a reason solving. why everybody wonders these or like a lot of people wonder i'm not these saying questions. that it's not inherently like it is a feature of humanity to wonder about itself and consciousness and creation and all these fundamental questions and I'm not saying that you can never learn things about them, right? We can learn about the Big Bang. We can, like, th th there are things that we can learn, but at the same time, there needs to be an appreciation for what is fundamentally unknowable. Mm. I guess, and, like, you need things you can't know. Well, right, imagine... Or maybe need is a strong word, but... I, I'm thinking of... Um, Hitchhiker's Guide, right? They're, they they make a... Um, like the supercomputer. The supercomputer that the, solves the, you know, the what is the question of life, life universe, and everything, all that stuff, and the answer is 42, and that doesn't make any sense, and they're like, oh, we needed, we didn't know what the question was. That that That's that's a riff on, like, that that is a riff on the fundamental question of, like... It, it, it almost, like, gives you the, the point. What is the meaning of life? Yeah. Right, that, like, you're asking the wrong question. Mm. <laughs> like... Here we are. Yeah. Does it have to have meaning, I guess? Well, meaning means different things to different people. Like, I find meaning in these things. Mm -hmm. Other people find meaning in other things. Cool. It's yeah. nice to talk about, I guess. Yeah. It's but how we relate to each other in a lot of ways. It shows a you know common experience. It shows... But at the end of the day, like... Who cares? No, not who cares. Not not who cares. It's that it shouldn't make you anxious. It's it shouldn't a, make you sit up at night thinking, "Will the robots take over? And will they be alive?" Right. Hmm. It's more of like, will the robots? Cause like, is it wrong for us to make the robots slaves? Like, is it are, wrong for us to make the robots? Uh, do slaves? they have souls? At some point, it probably will be. I don't know. Like, then who's gonna do all the stuff? I guess it will pay them fair wages and electricity, mm. 10 kilowatt hours well, per their, hour. Their needs will be different than ours. Right? Yeah. They'll be fundamentally different entities. Man. So you think, like, maybe if aliens come, they might, like, take some of us and breed us in a weird way and then keep them in our house? Keep, keep us no, in their I house? I have no idea, right? Uh, like, well, I know you don't know. I'm no, saying, no, no, no. Like, like you can, you can kind of theorize, okay, you know, what does it look like when an invasive species comes in and kind of deals with you know, you know you bring an invasive species to a small island right normally they just take over right? mm. they they dominate there's no natural predators for them mm. they naturally just kind of take over they they start using up all the resources of the land they have no like there's nothing that holds them at bay mm -hmm. right and it's seen as problematic and it's very likely that what will happen to humanity is something similar, right? Mm -hmm. Assuming we meet something that is like technologically superior to us in some way, and it just has an advantage because they're not beholden to the restrictions that we currently have mm -hmm. as humanity, right? We can't do certain things as mm -hmm. it is within our capacity to do, right? Mm -hmm. And so, sure, I think the most likely scenario is something equivalent to like colonization or, um, even worse than colonization, because in colonization, at least you recognize the other people as people, mm. right? Yeah, they're slaves. We didn't treat them too well, but at least, you know, they're people. Mm. They're people. 
Like they just take over, build their version of a city, and then we're pushed off, kind of like the native mm -hmm. flora and fauna, and we mm -hmm. can live in our own forest. We don't forests. think about the trees that we cut down when we... Oh, yeah, or the squirrels that we run over when we... I mean, we just we uh, know that we got to build a building here. Yeah. Right? And I, I think that's the most likely scenario. We'll just kind of get developed upon. Mm. Um, I saw some recent... I don't fully remember that, so I'm not going to reference it. But yeah, it's basically the idea that we would get, we would get developed, mm -hmm. and that that would be the aliens' version of developed to make it more habitable for them, I guess. Or, or, I think the the more optimistic thing is there'd be some form of symbiosis, mm -hmm. right? That would occur. Like they would discover something about us that was innately beneficial, right? And they'd keep us around because of that. Like we're really good at getting all the gold into one place. <laughs> Not necessarily that, but like, um, this is it, something truly symbiotic. Yeah. Something. I don't know. It'd be nice if we could go just Star Wars and like everybody kind of does their own. Form the Republic. Yeah. That, democracy. I think that's the, well, action. you know, democracy, communism, that's up for debate. <laughs> but as long as everybody's there and having fun, you know, yeah, we'll, kind of thing. We'll live in, we'll, we'll have a marketplace where we all can, yeah, you know, trade spices and, exchange stories and yeah the g-boss they come and visit us and they give us their weird food and it you know makes us fart odd gases so we don't but, really you know in exchange for some reason they really like ketchup yeah right? yeah exactly <laughs> exactly so like everybody's happy and it's fine and they don't colonize us and take over and you know run us over with their cars or whatever the hell you know I, I, I think it depends on where we are mm. because at the end of the day like even even the the totally colonized, right? That like I'm imagining like cultures that have been totally assimilated to like I'm thinking like Native American. I'm thinking like like the the Native Hawaiians, right? There's still Hawaiian culture in Hawaii, even though that like the population of like ethnically Hawaiian is incredibly small, similar to similar to here in the United States, mm. mainland United States. But like the culture is still there. It still has its influences. There's certain foods, there's certain like the, the culture, like the Lays, the um, Luau, Hula, like all these things exist. Mm -hmm. And they're, they're not strictly Hawaiian, right? They've been adapted. Ukulele comes from, it's like the adaptation of the Portuguese came with guitars, mm -hmm. right? So a lot of it is adapted culture but it has the semblance of the culture that was there. Mm -hmm. And I think that's probably what it would look like for us. Like there would be human-ish things here still, mm. right? And we would, the, the, stuff that, the stuff that could adapt would stay. Stuff that isn't, sorry, that's gone. That's mm. gonna die out. Uh, whether that, that's through, you know, the alien enslavement program or whether that's through, you know, just natural selection of, yeah. you know, the ones that ran away and didn't really, you know, inter interact with us, didn't do as well as the ones that came with us and made a more, you know, what's the word, fit mm. interaction, of you know, symbi symbiotically favorable interaction. Mm -hmm. Those stuck around. Yeah. So I guess they'll just keep blue jeans and <laughs> a couple other things and then we'll be good. I don't know if they'll need jeans. They have... Hopefully they have legs. They're bipedal. We don't Maybe know. they're like snails. So I think that's the other thing that alien or our, our perception of aliens is that they have to be intrinsically um, like earthy. Well, we we adapt them, right? They say like, oh, imagine a scenario where the reptiles, you know, they didn't get knocked out by the 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 the, the, 
meteor like they did here and the mammals never took over mm. so now we have intelligent reptiles and basically they're just humanoid reptiles or we have aliens that are kind of squid like because i guess we treat you know the, like octopuses they're kind of smart i yeah. guess maybe they could have been a civilization and that's how we get like um all those you know weird tentacly yeah bits. That, like i guess that's kit feisto from star wars I don't, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, then, then there's like the avian species. Like, th that's how our popular culture, because that's the only way we have to perceive what mm. the other would be, mm -hmm. where we really don't know what other environment would cause evolutionary standards. I don't think it'll be like so different. Like, oh, they're not even carbon based, mm -hmm. right? I, th I think there's some fundamental things based on like the nature of the universe and like there's only a certain availability. Like, probably water seems like it's a pretty universal thing for life. I don't think we're going to have any like. Mm. I don't know, methane-based life forms or anything like that mm. that are going to get too complex. So, like, certain things are going to be conserved, things like size. Like, we're not going to, you know, they're not, they're not going to be, like, I don't know, space whales or something. Like giants. Yeah, they're not going to, like, they're going to obey similar, like... cool. I mean, I'm not... Well, not, I guess it depends on their gravity. Right, it depends on gravity. But, like, gravity can't be too big because then... So the, the, there's, there's certain Goldilocks things that need to happen that mm. I think are going to dictate what life kind of looks like. But some of the things that we've assumed, like the, the physical adaptations, the scales, the feathers, the like those sorts of things aren't. Maybe maybe more fundamental things like circulatory system, nervous mm. system, those sorts of things are going to hold because mm. those seem like they would. Everybody needs them. Kind That's of what I'm saying. They're, they're traits that are that are shared, right? You look at things that are that even within our own population of um, not human population but our, our our sample which is earth mm. right everything kind of favored like it's beneficial to have everything's got system. legs everything's got like it ends up with legs system. it ends up with a way like a convenient way to move around yeah. both on land and if it exhibits in other habitats then other things right there's fish yeah they don't have legs right so that the, there's locomotion is important mm. right basic fundamental thing right sexual reproduction mm. important right Things like waste removal, things like vision, things like hearing, right? Those core fundamental things are going to be there, mm -hmm. yeah, at least in some respect. Unless there's things that are fundamentally different, right? Maybe for some reason um, the, the highly intelligent life develops in an entirely dark environment, mm -hmm. right? There's nothing like, oh, yeah, those caves where all the, the bats are blind and the, the bugs don't have eyes, mm -hmm. and, right? They, they live off of the chemical outputs of the thermal vents and whatever. Mm. So, like, maybe to a certain extent, there's some things that won't be shared. Like, I don't know. As I said, like, there won't there won't be, like, they won't see the same thing. Like, yeah. they won't have the same vision scale because their sun will have a different light. Yeah. Thing. But instead of lunch, they photosynthesize for a couple hours and then they go back to work and... Um, I'm not saying that. I'm saying that because light will, like, their star might be different, so it'll be different frequencies. Yeah. So their vision will be at different wavelengths than mm. our, what we consider visible light. Mm -hmm. Even even our species, right? Like uh, mantis shrimp, right? They perceive all sorts of colors that we don't yeah. in the UV spectrum, right? So, like, but, but fundamentally, you know, being able to perceive, you know, light, the, the, the simple, you know, electromagnetic waves right seems to be a positive feature that i think would be carried mm. yeah 
Yeah, I suppose yeah, it's just kind of like what is the universe made of? There's gonna yeah, be gravity. There's, there's, there's gonna be there's light. gonna be gravity. There's, there's gonna be light. Gonna be there's gonna be iron and water. Yeah, there's no reason for there not to be all these chemicals that we see here. Mm-hmm. And so they're gonna follow the same rules around those things, but they're not necessarily going to come up with the same solutions because the environment's going to be different. Mm-hmm. So yeah, but anyway, going back to like what the intelligent thing looks like, maybe we'll have some ability to communicate with it. When we perceive it to have a soul, the same thing that we see with dogs, right? We'll, like, yeah, we can we can respect them for being intelligent because we can see they flew here in a spaceship. Yeah, but I mean, it's not for debate. That you know, some people don't agree. Like Catholicism has said, like dogs don't have souls. Dogs don't go to heaven. Like that's. I thought they reversed that. I don't know. I, don't uh, I mean, I I learned this in twenty. Anywhere between 2014 and 2018. I, so that's I the don't. most updated knowledge I have. <laughs> I have no clue. Um, but yes. And, and like, okay, yeah, some people abuse dogs. Some people are like, oh my God, I sleep with my dog. A dog is a person. I'm a dog mom. It's like, you know, even if aliens show up and they're smart. Everyone's going to have a different people, opinion. Damn aliens come stealing our jobs, you know. <laughs> like, you know, they're not people. Well, happen, yeah. yeah, human rights or humans are be. superior to aliens or vice versa. You know, maybe the aliens are like... Uh, racist us. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Speciesist. Speciesist, yeah, I Speciesist. guess. Yeah. I read a... Um, it was a small... Sorry, No. It's a long journey to a, um, I think it's small, angry planet. It's a it's science fiction. It's interesting because it was written with a very, um, I'd say, like, the political influence. It was very cl- clearly written by someone who was, like, liberal. Mm. In that it envisioned, their, their envision, their imagination of what a, like, an advanced alien society looked like was very politically accurate at least on our standards right like for example um they were very very careful with pronouns Mm. right and one of the reasons was like they they understood that different species definitions for gender are going to be fundamentally different Mm. like for example there's this one alien population that like had this symbiotic relation with this virus and for some reason they preferred to always be referred to as they Mm. so their pronouns were they them not because they were non-binary but because literally they were two entities Mm -hmm. they perceived like that was their perception and that was how they were like pc that is how you politically like Mm. correctly refer to these people and they use terms like oh you're speciesist if you refer to the Again, there, there was like a reptile-esque um, alien population mm. that it was rude to consider them a reptile because mm. reptiles, those are from Earth. These aren't reptiles. They just, they happen to have scales. They're, they're cold-blooded. Mm. They have a lot of the traits of reptiles. Mm. But in the same way that they would consider it, like they have these lower form mammal, mammalian um, things, that, that would be like them calling us like the, the, they have monkeys this, yeah, basically, yeah, the equivalent yeah. of calling them monkeys, right? Right. And, and so it was seen as derogatory mm. to be speciesist, right? Mm. And so maybe, maybe something like that would exist. If you imagine this, you know, future where there's the galactic, you know, federation or whatever. Yeah. But 
because you know naturally democracy is the thing that's gonna of course rise out of the i could see there being like a like a god class of aliens with the highest level souls and they just are arbitrarily rule everybody through an oligarchy and like their technology is at such a level that we just have to do it or, else or maybe we're alone who knows maybe maybe well the the, the idea of the, the great filter right that yeah we're, we're something has happened or something it like something is yet to happen that's going to wipe us out mm. we don't know about it but like that's why life is so rare because something eventually will get you yeah and that's why nothing nothing ever makes it to another another galaxy to spread the news yeah that's like that reminds me of that thing um they said like the people who were trying to like uh kill margaret thatcher it was like you have to be lucky every time we only have to be lucky once yeah, yeah <laughs> exactly it only takes one meteor well yeah. eventually at some point we'll be on multiple planets and it'll take at least two meteors yeah <laughs> fingers crossed well at some point our sun will die and then we'll have to figure that out yeah, yeah there's there's some there's some barriers but <laughs> we're, we're gonna be okay i guess <laughs> we'll for figure now. It out we'll figure it out or we won't and then we'll die before that yeah we'll, we'll be long dead <laughs> <laughs> okay well i guess that's a good place to end it we're, <laughs> we're all dead we're all gonna die ah, who cares <laughs> sure sure all right not. well thank you for coming on yeah yeah it's, i didn't i didn't actually well i guess i should have known that it wouldn't have been that bad to figure holding a conversation we're, we're good at that it's it's it, not that bad like i it, it, with previous ones too i've been wondering how long to go on mm -hmm. but like it just it just it comes. just flows it just goes yeah the, the real question is how listenable this is like do people actually care i well here well, no, <laughs> well okay. yeah. Let, let's cut this yeah. off yeah. all right goodbye everybody <laughs> see you see you see